Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. 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 You're halfway home. We'll get to that in just about a minute right now. Let's say good morning, America. Yes, it's that time. It's Fox Sports Sunday. He is the man. We'll tell you who he is in a minute. I'm Andy Furman, and welcome, everybody, to the Fox Sports Radio Studios brought to you by GEICO. 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit GEICO.com for a free rate quote. Yes, as mentioned, the man is back, a married man nonetheless. My partner and friend, the one, the only, we missed him. Here he is. Welcome back, Brian. No. Oh, what's going on, Andy Furman? I oh, uh, put back. my I put my hula skirt down, you know, and thought I would I thought I would join you guys this morning and talk a little sports. What do you think? I'm glad she let you. Really, I mean, yeah. you know, you're married now. <laughs> How's it? How was the wedding? Fill us in. What happened? How was the honeymoon? I want all the gory details, and I assume you're still married. We we are still married. Um, there was one little snafu. Yay. 
when the great Andy Furman, who was invited to the wedding, didn't show. It just went straight downhill no, from that point. But we I just powered through it, but it was completely unhappy the whole time without your presence uh, there, Andy Furman. You wouldn't have won a drunken man like me at the wedding, really. <laughs> it would have been ugly. It would have been ugly. No, it was really. a good time. It was fine, man. It no, was good. good. It was a smaller wedding. Iowa Sam. Did you know this? Iowa Sam. He was there? It, no, he was not there. Oh. But he marries people. Do you realize this? Oh, yeah, that I know. Yes, yes. It's a side yeah. job. Yeah. Yeah, he does that. He will uh, marry people. He married his sister, which is the best sentence I think has ever been uttered on this program here. Did, he I, married I, married my, you, did I said I married my yeah. sister? Yeah. He said no, no, he, he married performed his sister. the ceremony. He didn't marry his sister. That's right. But you can exactly. say Exactly. He, met, he you know, performed the ceremony. Say yeah. that, yeah. Yeah, they, they, yes. you didn't marry your sister. I mean, I don't think maybe they do that in Iowa. I don't know, but oh, it, it didn't come out right. Oh, it didn't sound oh. good. You performed oh. the ceremony for your it's sister. It's not Southern not, Ohio, okay? Oh no, it, <laughs> it's not Mississippi either. Okay, you didn't marry your sister. You performed the ceremony for yes, your sister. Yes, and I, I'm wondering why Brian No didn't fly me out to perform the ceremony for the lovely Christina and Brian No. I don't know why. You know, looking mm-hmm. back on it, that was a missed opportunity. I'm not going to sure lie. Was. Have an Iowa Sam there to you know. To uh, how's the what's the best way to say it? You don't say you married your sister. What did you say, Andy? Perform what's the, the ceremony? Perform, perform the, the ceremony. ceremony. We should have had him perform the ceremony. Yeah, I, I was expecting to see the wedding on YouTube, actually, but you know, <laughs> you're like a low key kind of guy. You know, we should have done that because I think someone was there because her um, sad story. Honestly, uh, her sister she couldn't be there because her husband died of cancer. And oh uh, this is a serious thing. He, uh, the funeral was the next day in Detroit. Oh. So we got married in St. Louis. Her sister couldn't be there. Um, so I believe that someone from her side of the family Skyped it so she could see it. I believe that's what happened. But I was sitting there thinking, I'm like, I don't know if anybody's videotaping this. I had my younger nephew, Ty, who's 12 years old right now. Mm-hmm. He played Canon in, in D as some people were walking in. And I was sitting there like, I hope someone's recording this. And I don't think they were. I didn't think about that. I didn't think to have somebody no. record the thing. You do that at the next wedding. At your next yes. one. That's all right. <laughs> or we can know, recreate I, I, that one. Right. And, and by the way, you know, we all said here that we missed you. You know, Jonas Knox was a admirable fill-in, but, you know, no one could fill in the shoes of Brian Noah. We'd, but you never came out and said you missed us. That's kind of of course, I miss you guys. What do you mean? What was I supposed to do? Tweet? Is that what you missed? I mean, you know, I mean, you don't have a honeymoon on your mind twenty four seven. I'm sure you watch some of the games. You watch a little basketball on the honeymoon, right? Yeah. Okay, a little bit, a little bit, I, yeah. And now without the I had Final to use Four. my back channel websites because we were in the Bahamas the next week, Andy. And I downloaded the March Madness app, and I'm like, all right, let's see a little tournament action. And the little window pops up, and it's like, no. Is essentially what it says. It's like, (laughs) you're not in the States, so uh, that's not happening. And so for the first day or so, I looked everywhere. I looked through legitimate websites, you know, like uh, uh, that March Madness one, anything else, like ESPN. I tried to download that. It it didn't work because it was carried over there in the Bahamas, which was strange. Nothing would work. Nothing. So I had to resort to my back channel websites, and I was able to see UMBC take down Virginia and stuff like that. So we got well, it done. You know, and, and you look about the Michigan game. I, I want to look up at this Michigan game a little bit. Michigan oh, 58-54 yeah. over Florida State. 
And, and honestly, I was in Charles Barkley's corner. I thought, you know, Charles Barkley said, there's no doubt at halftime, no doubt Florida State's going to win this game. And the way they played, they had the length, they had the height. Michigan was not shooting threes as they did the other night. They were like four for 22 from three point. Everything seemed to go in Florida State's favor. And next thing you know, they're down. And here's the thing that really got me. And look, yeah. I'm not a, I love the game of basketball. Certainly, I'll never be on the bench to coach a ball game, but I can't sit on my couch and second guess what's going on. Florida State's down four points with 11 seconds to go, right? They didn't mm-hmm. foul. I mean, yeah. and I think it was Dana Jacobson after the game on TNT asked Lennon Hamilton, what's the deal? He got all flustered. He had like no idea what she's talking about. I mean, really? How do you not foul? I think he basically came back and said, well, the game was out of reach. It was not out of reach. It was right. not. Yeah, it was incredibly improbable that they would have gotten back into it without the NBA rule where you take a timeout, right. you move the ball to half court. But still, Andy, to your point, it's 11 seconds. Let's say Michigan clangs a couple of free throws. I mean, Five seconds is enough to get the ball down court and shoot a three. Let's say you do that, you're down right. one. Right. You're telling me there's no chance whatsoever. It's laughable. I think what it really comes down to, Andy, no one loves to be second-guessed. Everybody hates right. being second-guessed. You can relate to this doing the show. Not just this show in general, but being a sports talk radio host. You're going to be second-guessed somewhere down the road. Why are you guys talking about this? Why aren't you talking about that? I hate that, Andy. I'm sure you feel the same exact way. And that's what Leonard Hamilton was doing. He looked at Dana Jacobson like she had three heads. When she asked a completely legitimate question. a hell of a question. Yeah, and he just had no answer. He just hated being second-guessed in that moment. Knowing that he was wrong as well. I mean, yeah. really. You, you know, and, and certainly, I think there was a point in time where Florida State was pressing Michigan. Michigan had a tough time getting the ball in bounds. There could have been a steal. But you know what? That's water under the bridge. They're gone. Michigan now has won 13 straight. And look, I thought Michigan from the get-go was going to win, not because of yesterday, but because of the way they played in the Big Ten tournament. You know, they were like 8-5 and five in January at one point in time, like, like buried in sixth or seventh place in the Big Ten. And they came out and they won the Big Ten tournament. They haven't lost since. They won 13 right. straight. So I think there's something to be said about momentum and strength and, you know, confidence and all that. And, and look, I'm not saying that they may have been the better team against Florida State, but certainly last night they were the better team. They were last night. Yeah, they were. And I was doing a show last night with Ephraim Salam, and I was talking about Loyola Chicago's path to the Final Four, where it's not exactly a gauntlet. It's not the gauntlet of gauntlets, right? And if you look at that the same way with Michigan, it just blows my mind how you can look at some of these paths, you know, where we look at the Final Four and it's incredibly prestigious and all of that. and It's it's great. It's a great accomplishment. But if you start looking into it, and you tell me, Andy, if I'm just being a Debbie Downer and looking at this the wrong way, raining on the parade here because we're just having a party. You've got cool in the gang in the background. But if you pause for a second and you look at this, look at Michigan's path to the Final Four. Montana... They took down Houston, who's okay, sixth seed. They took down A&M, who right. has a, a lot of talent, but that's a seven seed, right? Underachieving. And they, and they beat took them down badly. Florida State, who's a nine right. seed. Is that a gauntlet right. to get to the no, final no. four? And you know what? And that speaks volumes because people said it's a wide open field anyway. And I'm glad you brought that up because I'm hearing announcers and talking heads all day long for the last week. And they're talking about this Loyola Chicago. And Loyola obviously won last night 78-62 over Kansas State there in the final four. But all I'm hearing, hey, 
It's great. Loyola won. It's great for the tournament. What, and that's what the, and I've heard one announcer even said that's what the tournament's all about. No, it's not, you moron. That's not what the no. tournament's all about. And believe me, the people who put the tournament together, the committee people, do not want to see an 11 seed in the Final Four. They want to see the best teams uh, basically going to the Final Four. If Loyola is good for the tournament, and that's what the tournament's all about, you know what? Let every freaking team in. Let them all in then. Because Loyola, no. yeah, it's a great story. I admit it. The Sister Jean thing with the Sister Jean bobblehead. I'm going to get a Sister Jean bobblehead. I want one. Okay? It's great. It's fun. It's all over. And that's what people are talking about. But that is not what the tournament is all about. Do you agree? You sound grumpier than me, Andy no, Furman. No, no, not grumpy. You, you I took just, where I, I don't we're like doing like the four by we're doing the four by one hundred meter relay, you know. Yeah. And I had maybe the third leg, and I was running and saying, "Yeah, Loyola Chicago's path to the Final Four isn't exactly a gauntlet." I mean, let's be honest; they took down Miami, Tennessee's a good team, but they faded right. down the stretch. Nevada and Kansas State. That's not exactly a who's who, like murderer's row to get to the Final Four. I was running the third leg of the 4 by 100 You took the baton, and right. you just ran that final leg home, man. Where you, this isn't what the tournament's all about. I think it is. You kidding me? You've got this little team from this little conference who earned their way in, and they're off and running, man. Why not? Why, you've got look, an 11th seed in them. the Final Four. And I'll tell you this, Andy, real quick. I think that between Michigan and Loyola Chicago, Loyola Chicago would be who the tournament would want in the championship game. That, to me, is a more interesting storyline heading in. Let's say it's Duke. Let's say it's Duke-Loyola-Chicago. I think that's sexier than Duke versus Michigan. Right. But all I'm saying is this, and I'm with you a thousand percent. I'm happy for Loyola Chicago. I think it is good in my heart of hearts. It gives me something to root for. I'm rooting for them because they're the underdog. Why? I don't know. Because they're the underdog. They shouldn't be there, perhaps. But when I hear announcers say it's good for the tournament and that's what the tournament's all about. Do you think it's bad? Do you think the Sister Jean stuff and all the bobbleheads being sold, you think it's... It's great for yeah. father. It's great to talk about. It's great. It, but, but if you would have it's told great. somebody back in November that Loyola of Chicago is going to be in the Final Four, they'd look at you like you had a, an eye on the top of your forehead. Really? Right. And that's why it's a great story. That's exactly why it's a great story. Those two teams, Loyola Chicago and UMBC, those have been the stories of the tournament. They're at the top of the list. What right. big dog has surpassed them or trumped them in terms of a storyline? You're exactly right. But I think that these announcers have to understand that this is a tournament. This does not necessarily tell us which is the best team in the country. Really. It's just a tournament. That's all it is. It's going to be the best team in the tournament that wins next week at the at the Final Four. Yeah. Not, not necessarily yeah. the best team in the country. Not necessarily the best basketball team in the nation. Well, it's not a best of seven series like the NBA. Anything can happen in a 40 minute ball game in college basketball at the three point line and young kids getting crazy when the pressure's on. You know, anything can happen in that scenario, but that's how we do it. That's how we right. crown a champion. Granted, it's not a, a best of seven knockdown drag out where the best team emerges, but that's what we got, man. And that's the charm of March Madness. I, I couldn't agree more. And you know what, though? I wanted to get Sister Jean on with us today, but. Believe it or not, it's it's in L.A. But, but I'm on the show, and no, you didn't have no, a no, no, host no. It's, it's it's 3 a.m. I mean, come on, she's sleeping. It's 3 a.m. and then if they played on the East Coast, I would have given it a shot, maybe for our third hour. But I didn't want Where to do that. Where are they, by the way, Andy? They're in L.A. Where was that? I, 
They're in L.A., that's right. Okay, yeah, yeah. So, so she's fast asleep right so, now. Exactly right. As that's is everybody else on the West for. Coast. Exactly right. <laughs> exactly right. So basically, we have listeners from you know the East Coast to the Mississippi River right now. That's who's listening to us go. right now. There and you if, you, if you're beyond the Mississippi, we'd love to hear from you on Twitter at the No Show, NOE Show, at Andy Furman FSR. Welcome Brian No back. Wish him a mazel tov for his wedding. That's what we want to hear. Or 877-99 on Fox, 877-996-6369. We are live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. And here's our lineup. And we missed you for this. Bronx talk at the end of this hour in about 40 minutes from now. An hour or two, we got the blame game. We got bottom barrel betting. And now with three, the Sheik will be here. Alex Marvez, Fox Sports Radio's NFL Insider. He's also with the Sporting News. And those picks returns. And maybe a little bit of our get it off our chest. You know, if you got something that really bugs you, get it off your chest as well. We'll do that all today. Stay with us. Three big hours. It's Fox Sports Sunday on Fox Sports Radio. Now it's really coming into focus. That's next. The committee got it right. We'll explain that in just about a minute. 20 past the hour. We call it Fox Sports Sunday. He's back. Brian No, the married man. I'm Andy Furman. Together, we are getting it done on a Sunday. And by the way, I'm hoping that the Mrs. Mrs. No will permit him to watch some of these games at Hooters because you got to get to Hooters and try the new smoked wings. It's a whole new way to crave wings. And with all the taste and half the calories, you can eat twice as many Hooters. Hooters, you're going to go. You can still go. Can you go with the lovely wife? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, really? she's not feeling that, man. You could take uh, but, her though. Uh, She'll go with you. No, it'd be even worse at that point, really. But I love, I love going there. I used to go so, there so in my single days. You know. So in other words, your Hooters days are finished. It's all yeah, over. They are. It's wow. it's done. I had to hang up my uh, my bib for the wings. <laughs> you know. Yeah. The whole thing. I had to. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Amazing. I can't believe. Well, that's a story for another day. But right now, we're that's how talk Christina about rolls. You have I to take bet, it up with know, her, man. Maybe we can do fish. a segment. Maybe we could do a segment on this show, Andy, where you argue on my behalf, where it's kind of like you're my agent and you're negotiating with Christina for certain things that I can do. Right? Would you be up for that? You think that'd be a good segment? My name is Wes. Don't get me involved in this mess. Really, I'm not doing this. No, I'm not I think that'd be involved. good for ratings. I would. I'd be interested to sit back and see what you would say and how well, she would respond. We might have to do that because I'm going to have to ask you permission. Like, are you going to be here like next Sunday? There may be a Sunday. She says, "I don't want you working with him," meaning me. She, you know, I hope she doesn't <laughs> no, listen to she the show. She wouldn't stand in the way of the job. She wouldn't do that. Okay, um, good. But. Uh, Maybe a restaurant where there are beautiful women and they're wearing certain clothing. Yeah, she kind of frowns on that, unfortunately. Oh. That's how she rolls. All right, so you'll be watching the games today with her at home, I'm sure, the second half of the Elite Eight today. And uh, I would have oh, to yeah. say the committee seems to have gotten it right because you got Villanova at number one, you got Kansas at number one, you got Duke at number two, and Texas Tech at number three. And probably the best game of the day is going to be that Kansas-Duke game. I'm looking forward to that. But really and truly, I mean, they're not the committee. They always say that this team should have got in, shouldn't have got in. You know, people pointing fingers at Syracuse. They were a playing game, and they kind of went further than anybody thought they would. But I guess at the end of the day, the committee did a decent job job as normal they usually do a pretty good job i look at it differently than you andy and i'm not trying to be argumentative but i never look at how the tournament shakes out to then recircle about the seating because there are upsets all over the place if you look at the left side of the bracket what what did they get it wrong should virginia have been like an eight seed no they should have been a one seed and umbc had the upset of upsets as a 16 seed in the men's tournament taking them down never happened before it didn't mean the committee got it wrong by seeding virginia where they did 
Well, in the same token, maybe they got it wrong by putting Buffalo as a 13 seed. I mean, if you want to go in that logic, because Buffalo handed it to Arizona. And Arizona was just, a four seed. Right, right, but we've got upsets. Upsets happen all the time, and it doesn't mean because of one game. We're talking, again, 40 minutes here, three-point line, college right. basketball. Anything can happen. It doesn't mean that the committee blew it by having Wichita State as a four and Marshall as a 13, right? Like it's, Right. The way the game plays out, you could say this, Andy, if it was the best of seven, like we just said with the NBA playoffs, seven-game series plays out, and I'm not advocating for it, I'm just saying, if that's the way a lower-seeded team, much lower, let's say a 13-seed wins a best-of-seven series against a four, then you might have a a leg to stand on and say, I don't know if the committee got it right with the seeding initially, but it's a 40-point ball game, man. You know, We can't question the committee like they completely botched everything. But I will tell you this much right here and now, and honestly, I would expect a tweet from you during the games today that at one point in time, during either one game or the other, one of the announcers is going to say, the committee got it right. I promise you, they're going to say that. And the committee members are going to pat themselves on the back, light up a cigar and have a bottle of scotch today, say, hey, you know what? We've got two number ones, a two and a three. You know, we're not that bad. We're pretty good. But the announcers are going to say they got it right because Villanova, Kansas, they're the number ones, and they're in there today. That's all I'm saying. I'm with I, you. Think I, mean, the, I understand what you're saying, but the best way to check your work, remember your math teacher used to say to check your work? The best way to, <laughs> to check your argument is to see if the opposite doesn't make sense, right? Mm-hmm. So if you have a well-rationalized argument, the opposite would make no sense whatsoever. So if we take this argument and say, okay, the committee got it right based on the right side of the bracket, where you got a 1-3 and a three in Villanova and Texas Tech, a 1-2 and a two in Kansas versus Duke. Okay, right, right. So if you take the flip side of it, okay, you look at the left side. You got two nine seeds that were in the Elite Eight. You had a 9-11 matchup in right. K-State versus Loyola Chicago. And the 11-1. Unprecedented. Yeah, right. and the 11-1. So does that mean that the committee got it wrong because you had those upsets? No. So it should show you that saying the committee got it right with the higher seeds doesn't hold any weight. Well, I'm with you right now. And you know what? To some extent, I'm with you. And I think the average Joe who watches these games, once the ball is tipped, no one really cares what they're seeded. The games are there. They're matched up. And all the seeding does is make a bracket. They put them together and they play. Once you're on the floor, it's game on. Don't make a difference. You know, one team is not going to cower to the other because of seeding. It doesn't work right. that way. You know, and, right. and, that's, and maybe that's the beauty of the tournament. Seeding really sure. means nothing except matchups. It's all about matchups, really. But, I mean, but you know as well as I do, Andy, the committee is not going to get it so painfully wrong that they misseed someone by, like, what, seven seeds? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, right, right. A two seed should have been a nine. Like, We make it sound like it's this huge thing. If anything, they miss by one or two. Really. Yeah. And the only That's people that is. bitch about seeding are coaches. It's the coaches that are ones that, that are bitching about seedings, on, usually on Selection Sunday, and after that they swallow their pride and they go ahead and play. That's all it's right. about, right? It's tough to put this puzzle together. It really is. It's easy to second-guess it and say, hey, why is this team seated there? And There are some years where you really do have five twos, right? And you only have room for four two seeds. Right. So right. you got to finagle some stuff around. It's not going to be perfect, but it's not so painfully off that it matches the criticism. The criticism well, makes it sound like they're so off, it's not even close. It's never quite that bad. Well, you know what? There are certain games that I watch, and I have like 
a burning desire for one team to win over another. And honestly, I live in the Cincinnati area, and I'll tell you this right here and now, and I'm still burning over the fact that last Sunday may have been the worst day in the history of Cincinnati sports. Two teams that should have advanced lost by almost similar fashion in the same gymnasium on the same day in Nashville. I mean, it, it was cats, unbelievable. Man. That was I mean, ugly with the Bearcats. And I'll go cats. one step further. They lost to Nevada. They were up by 22 with 11 minutes to go. And maybe I'm crazy, but I'm going to tell you this. I would think that 99% of basketball teams in America that are up by 22 with 11 minutes to go can probably win the game four on five. Four on five. Wow. And they lost the game. Wow. That's how four bad that loss was. five with that lead. What yes. was it, 22 with 11 to go? Is yeah, that what you and said? then Xavier, Xavier was up by nine with six minutes to go. And they Four lost. on five. I would love to see that rule implemented. Can we get yeah. that passed? I'd love to see 22 that. 22 point lead with 11 minutes to go. Can you win four on five? I'd love that. I'd love to do it. Mo- there I are think some most teams, teams could. that could, but they're, Andy, overwhelmingly, you're not going to win that game four on five. I would love to see that. I, I know. Just for fun, I would love to see that. You know what? They was ugly. You just saw it coming and like... To me, I, I thought that Cincinnati could have been a Final Four team. Maybe even Xavier could have been a Final Four team. It just, to me, I, I'd rather lose by 40 than lose the way those two teams did. It was like that a, region. A, mirror, yeah. a mirror image. I mean, after Cincinnati went down, I said, well, Xavier. And late, Xavier loses to Florida State. I still think that Xavier's a better team than Florida State. Well, if you look at the South bracket, that region is just completely crazy. <laughs> In just the Sweet 16, you had... Nine versus five in K State versus Kentucky, and then eleven versus seven in Loyola, Chicago, and Nevada. So it was crazy. Anything could have happened in that bracket. Yeah. And Loyola, Chicago, they had a couple of really, really close wins. You know that Nevada Cincy game, like you're talking about, that could have gone either way. So I love that. I love the craziness of the tournament. I, do I too. love the way it's set up. But you've got to embrace the crazy. You can't watch it with an NBA mentality thinking, oh, this is garbage. You know, if they played a best of seven series, this team wouldn't have beaten that team. It's You just got to embrace March Madness for what it is. I, I got something I want to share with you, but I'm going to do that after we chicken with a guy, Ralph. And by the way, we're going to do that momentarily. It's Brian No. He's back from the honeymoon. I'm Andy Furman. We're live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. And of course, it's really not broke. So why all the meddling? That's next, but first, as mentioned, let's go to Mr. Wonderful, Ralph Irvin, for the latest. Well, thank you very much, Andy. And, of course, when you're talking about the NCAA tournament, you ultimately are talking about the Final Four, and half of that Final Four is now full as Michigan won the West region 58-54 over Florida State. They return for the first time since 2013. The Wolverines have won nine straight games. They will face off in San Antonio against the winner of the South region. That would be the 11 seed Loyola from Chicago. The Ramblers, 78-62 winners over Kansas State. They are making their first trip to the Final Four since 1963. Online car shopping can be confusing. Not anymore with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car. So visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. News from the NBA where Steph Curry has a strained MCL and MRI Saturday revealed. He will be reevaluated in three weeks. And Kyrie Irving had surgery on his left knee to remove a tension wire. He'll be out three hmm. to six weeks for the Celtics. Wait, time out. What's a tension wire? I thought that's like on the high wire rack in the circus. <laughs> it is really. a wire that they put into his knee when they did work on it back in 2015 that was irritating him. 
and mm. he is, his knee is said to be completely structurally sound, mm. and so that being said, they could remove it. Listen to Good you, Doctor. Listen heard of to a you. Tension wire. I had neither well until I uh, read deeper into the story. So. The good doctor. That's why we have you. Well, that that and the fact that I can say, gentlemen, we're less than eight hours away from (laughs) tip-off of the regional final. Number three is Texas Tech will challenge Villanova in the East region. Thank you so very much. You know, it's great like it is. I say leave it alone. We'll get to that in just about a minute. He's Brian O. I'm Andy Furman. We are live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, and that is brought to you by Geico, no doubt about it, because it's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. And, of course, Bronx talk in less than 15 minutes. But before we do that, we got tweeter talk with tweets. Well, my guy, Brian No, you got some tweets. Yeah, I got a couple of tweets here, Andy, yeah. and they're talking about Sister Jean because you said she was in L.A. She's in Atlanta in the South region, so she might oh, be awake wow. at this hour, right? Yeah, I thought that you game thought was that in she LA was over there in, in yeah. L.A., but no, she, they're over was, in Atlanta. So the first game was in L.A., party. wasn't it? I, I, I'm confused now. I thought it was in L.A. for some reason. Look, man, when they have these corporate courts, you know, I used to see the court back in the day at Boise State, and you're like, they're in Boise. Right. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's all the crazy colors. Now it's very corporate, where you only get, they just started doing it recently. I noticed where the sides of the court in the early rounds, they would have a different color for the certain region that they were in or the mm-hmm. city that they were in. But that's it. That's all the personality you get. It's very, very plain. You yeah, it's just roll to the final anymore. four under the basket. And that's it. One, well, I think yeah. under one basket, roll to the final four. The other basket said Elite Eight. And that was it. Right, right. Yeah, that's about it. And you got everything's so, uniform. Uh, so my bad. Everything's my uniform bad. at the at the middle of the court, you know. But yeah, so, Max, Miami must melt. He tweeted in and said they're in Atlanta. South regional winners. So that's you where know Sister what? Jean is. I, I wouldn't wake her up anyway. I don't know. <laughs> I, you know what? Maybe during the next break, I'll give her a shot. I, I, I don't okay. know. <laughs> you know. Now I feel bad because I didn't even make the effort, and I just assumed it was in L.A. I don't know why I thought the game was in L.A. But It's a great that's question, though. Eastern time or any time zone, what time do you think Sister Jean wakes up? Maybe she's partying. Maybe she was up all night. But remember, she didn't pick them to go to the Final Four. She had them knocked out in the Sweet 16. Yeah, and who could blame her? They're an 11 seed. You know, it's Loyola, Chicago. It's not Kansas. (laughs) Everybody's ganging up. How could you do that, Sister G? Well, if that's the logic, why stop there? Right. Why would you stop at her not having them winning the whole thing? Right? I think it's right. Like, she was that, trying to be yeah. objective. What's wrong right. with that? And that Florida State-Michigan game was in L.A. That's where I got the L.A. from, so I was confused. So my bad about that. But yeah, you way talk to go, about, Furman. Way to I'm go. I'm sorry. I'm so, Sister Jean, right. I'm sorry. All right? Maybe next week if they win. Yeah. But here's the thing. And, and or if I you have a fill-in host when you get the big guests listen on. To, listen to you. <laughs> I say, what makes the NCAA tournament maybe the greatest sporting event of all? All right? Look, the one and done is great. The fact that it lasts over three weeks. The little man has a shot like Loyola of Chicago. It's coast to coast. And here's the thing. You talk about rooting interest. This Loyola of Chicago thing has taken the nation by storm. Sister Jean, the Sister Jean bobbleheads. I'm trying to relate. Is there any sport or any team in any sport that has taken us that way that far? I think the closest thing may have been several years ago when the Cubs were in the World Series. The nation bonded together. They were unified, rooting for the Cubs. Other than that, I don't see that in any sport. I really don't. Do you? 
So you're saying the underdog story, the Cinderella story in the NCAA tournament, like Loyola Chicago, how that, how we get a better version of that in in another sport or another think, level? No, well, yeah. How can you? I'll give you an example. Mm-hmm. Baseball opens up Thursday. You have to be living. Most people don't even know that. You know, if, if you're not living in a cave, if you're a fan, I mean, have you heard any buzz whatsoever from baseball with opening day becoming on Thursday? Not at all. I mean, really? I no, mean, they need no, to do buzz. something. Yeah, it depends. I, like we've said, it it's it's very much a uh, regional or within your city type sport. It's not a national sport. We always talk about that. You're just talking about Hooters. If you went to your local sports bar and you just paid attention to what people are wearing, sports wise. You'll oh, see yeah. NFL stuff from all over the place, regardless of what city you're in, right? right. If you right. go to the bar and, you know, if you're in New York, you're not going to see a whole lot of like Texas Rangers hats and Oakland A's hats. If you go to the local sports bar, you're going to see a lot of Yankees and Mets. But if you go there and you look at the football stuff, you'll see Cowboys, you'll see Steelers, you'll see 49ers, you'll see everything under the sun wherever you're at. That's just but the you, way it is you right know, now. And I'm going to play the devil's advocate for a second. There. You're exactly right. I could not disagree there. However, if you go to a sports bar in Chicago, if you would have gone from November till maybe two weeks ago, I don't think you could have found a Loyola of Chicago sweatshirt you know, with a, with a search <laughs> warrant. Really, right? Now they probably sold out. Now the bookstore is sold out. I guarantee you go to any sports bar in Chicago between November and two, three weeks ago before Selection Sunday, you couldn't find the Loyola Chicago t-shirt, sweatshirt, hat, anything, anywhere. Now they're probably sold out. Right. Well, that's fine. That makes sense to a degree where they were virtually anonymous. And now you got Sister Jean, Sister Jean bobbleheads flying off the shelves. The company sold a thousand of them. You never, I mean, that's the t- true test. I always say this: whether it's college football or college basketball, if you can't name the nickname of the school, they stink. Like they haven't really? had a much a, a long reign of success. You know, like what's the nickname of Duke? The Blue Devils. Exactly. I'll ask you this. Did you know the nickname of Loyola Chicago before this the, tournament the, started? The Ramblers, nineteen sixty. Did you really know Johnny that they Egan were the Ramblers before this? Huh? Yes, Johnny Egan, who played for the Knicks, played for Loyola of Chicago in '63. Jerry Harkness, who went to DeWitt Clinton High School in the Bronx, won on that nineteen sixty-three team, and he didn't play okay. in Clinton till his okay. senior year because there was some right. connection Pop between quiz. New York City. Pop quiz here, Andy, and Furman, the coach is George so in- Ireland. You're in tune with all these nicknames, all right? I'm going to need them, uh, no. Robert Dasmani, who's quick on the draw. He's great at Google, our yeah. trusted producer here <laughs> yeah. to back me up. Yeah. I don't know these guys. Murray State. Do you know them? I think I know their the name. Racers. What's their nickname? The I think they are. St. Bonaventure. The Bonnies. Or the Brown Indians. Either one. Which is it? They, they <laughs> go by both. Like the, Bonnies, the, Bonnies the, the Bonnies or the Brown Indians. So they have double nicknames? Yeah, they do. Yes. They're, they're not the St. Bonaventure Bonnies. That might be, a, you know, like a shortening the St. Bonaventure I, thing, they, I think they're the they're... Bonnies. I don't know what else they are. What, what are they? Look so wait, 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 wait. Let me get this straight. You don't know what they are, Andy Furman? Is I, that I, thought, I always thought their nickname were the Bonnies or the Brown Indians. Well, we're going to have to double check that. According How about Wikipedia, Stephen F. Austin? The Bonnies. The bon- they are? Wow, the Bonnies. the Bonnies. See? Stephen F. Austin. What are I they? I don't know. I don't hmm? know. Exactly, you don't. That's my point. What, what is Radford? Unless you know the, Rad- the nickname, they What's haven't Radford? had a long reign of success. I'll give you some. What's Radford? Are they the Raiders? I don't know. Radford? Radford. I looked that up before. Remember, I had, that was the end of Nose Picks. 
Are they the right. Highlanders? Yeah, I think they are the Highlanders. Okay, <laughs> and let I me was right you. about it. I wanted to sound like I knew something about Radford, and I Googled I'll give you it. two more. What are we, UNC Greensboro? I have no idea. No idea. Okay, uh, Lipscomb? No idea. Okay, I'm just saying. I don't know. I, I don't think I knew what Nevada was either until I What's Davidson, by the way? Where Wildcats. Went. Wildcats. Wildcats. That's yeah. a good guess. You know, like the division. Well, Kentucky what used to be was known crazy. As 1AA. You just guess Wildcats or Tigers. Oh, there are well, a ton Kentucky, of teams that are. Kentucky played Davidson their first round. was Wildcats, Wildcats. And the other night they yeah. played Kansas State. It was Wildcats, Wildcats again. Right. But not to get you completely off track, Andy. I am already. <laughs> I think I, I did kind of successfully. But sure. the point is, a lot of people wouldn't have known that the Ramblers, that's the nickname of Loyola Chicago before this tournament started. That's how anonymous they were. So with them getting to the Final Four, of course all of this stuff is going to be exploding where they're getting all right. of their shine and all of that attention. That's just the way it goes. I would ask you this, because you know me, I, I kind of like champion the underdog. How embarrassed must be the staff at DePaul, right down the street from Loyola? DePaul was a one-time basketball powder keg, yeah, a power, yeah. in the city of Chicago. Joey and, Myers, remember right, Joe? Right, right. Yeah. And his father, Ray, the late Ray Meyer. I mean, it was yeah, a, a yeah. dynamite basketball program, and now Loyola of Chicago has pushed him to the curb? I and mean, that's embarrassing, don't you think? Yeah. Hey, well, it is. I mean, I remember the days of Joey Meyer. I remember... If you're in that exact region, right? You're in that location. Yeah. I think, of course, you got to be looking over your shoulder like, good Lord, man. They got to the Final Four. Where are we? We used to right. be where they are, essentially. We used to be somebody. They used to, they, we used they used to, to be, be capable of making a run like that. They're incapable right now. Yeah. Hey, quickly, we can. Let's get our guy Richard in here. Richard says he's got some sort of a sexy pick for the final. Richard, you're on with Brian, Noah, and Andy Furman. Hello, Rich. How are you? The DePaul Blue Demons. Yeah. That's yes. their name. Yes. We and know that. Uh, I miss Marquette. <laughs> I just wonder whatever happened to Marquette. They used to be tough with Al McGuire, the Marquette Warriors. Whatever happened to them, they, they must have fell in the crack someplace. You know, you're right about that, but I think some of those schools just can't compete any longer. They they were an independent when uh, Al McGuire was there, and, and now all of a sudden they're in a tough Dwayne conference. Dwayne Wade, and, man. They had yeah, some success they, with D Wade. Well, that's Tom Crean. Dean the Dean Memager, Dean the Dream. I mean, it was great. I mean, the, the NIT back back in the day, but they were independent. I think it's a lot different being an independent than have to be in a conference and win a conference tournament. It's a it's a different animal nowadays. It really is. There you go. As far as the sexy pick you were talking about, that Lloyd with Sister Jean and Loyola. I mean, that's a good team. I watched them the other night, and they are a good team. And I think no doubt. Duke and Loyola. No way I'm turning that game off. I'm watching it because I think it'd be a competitive game. Now Duke and Michigan, that, that'd be a good game. But this one here is a more, as you used, sexier pick simply no, because of Sister Jean and the way it is. No, and wait a, a minute. It's a decent team. It's not going to be a This is Sunday. This, wait a Hold on. This is Palm Sunday. It's a religious day. And how dare you mention the word sexy and Sister Jean in the same breath? <laughs> That is not going to fly on this show on Palm Sunday. I'm just saying. It sense. Jewish too, so you could you you said it. Well, I I did not say I didn't say Sister Jean was sexy. I didn't say that. I I, I have a lot of respect for her. Well, then Brian, is, no said it. Somebody said a sexy pick. Well, I didn't make uh, sexy pick, but he didn't say Sister yeah. Jean sexy. This is the Lord's day. He's not day. saying Sister Jean sexy. He's saying Loyola oh, Chicago in the championship game against Duke would be a sexy matchup. That's oh, what he's saying. Yeah, it would bad. be. And I heard you say Mazel Tov, so I know you must be Jewish. Mm. Uh, I am, and uh, should have been a cop. Really, a little detective. Okay, uh, 
Well, nice talking to me. Have a great day. All right. That's, that's our guy, Rich, from West Virginia. I'm glad he didn't bring up the fact that the Mountaineers lost. It was a hell of a game against Villanova. But Brian No, Andy Furman live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. And there's only one place to really talk sports. No, it's not West Virginia. Talk sports and smack on the streets of New York. And to the Bronx we go. Next. Bronx talk coming right up. I tell you right now, we can't wait. It's Fox Sports Sunday. He's Brian Ohm, Andy Firm. Before we get to that, we got some great news here. There's a quick way you could save money. Switch to Geico. Go to Geico.com and in 15 minutes, you could save 50% or more on car insurance. Yes, it's live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. We call it Bronx Talk, and here he is, the great Sammy K. Take it away. Guys, guys, guys. it's time to channel your inner New Yorker. We want to hear all the rationalities you can spew on the hottest topics of the day. Here's something we like to call Bronx Talk Radio, hosted by the great Sammy K. Oh, ladies and germs, I'm thrilled. I'm so thrilled to welcome back Brian No from his nuptials. Yes, it's good yes. to be freaking back here, Sammy back. K. I'm, I'm thrilled you're back. Uh, we're thrilled to have Brian No back, but it's, he's better known in this circle as Brian Giuseppe Antonoki. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we got him uh, and uh, for his honeymoon. He, he's a real wise guy. He took, uh, he took his lovely wife to Atlantic City. How can you mess that up? It's a class move. Anyway, glad to have they you back. They went on the boardwalk. They went to the boardwalk. Went to back, and uh, I'm glad to have you guys back, especially with Brian, because uh, Lincoln Kennedy spilled ash, his ashtray all over my Persian rug. I had to throw that bum out. All right, let's get to the sports. That's what we do. Baseball, America's pastime. Shohei Otani. This guy stunk in spring training. He was a bum with a meat hook for an arm. <laughs> but he's on opening day roster for the Angels. Are the Angels hatching this egg too soon? Is he going to be ready? Well, it tells you maybe how bad the Angels are, but I will tell you this much. They made a big deal about this guy. His ERA in the spring was something like a 25-27 ERA. That's horrible. But didn't they have like a big party, Brian? Didn't they have like a big band and the whole deal when they announced him so they can't go back and look like idiots? So they're going to let him play. They're going to let him play. Have a little freaking patience over the here. This guy is, is like the Japanese Babe Ruth. Oh, he's stuck in the Good Lord. Sorry he's not hitting moonshots from the beginning. All he's right? a loser. This guy might he's a loser. Get a good he's, club actually, though. Settle he's, down. he's gonna be a bust. I can settle it. down. I can he's smell a loser. It. I don't know. I just I feel like hatching this egg too soon. That egg's gonna be all stinky when they open. It's I'm with terrible. you right there. I'm all with right. you. NCAA basketball. I love it. It's the best. My Manhattan Jaspers. They're not in it, but nonetheless, we got <laughs> half the Final Four set. We got Michigan. We got Michigan. We got Loyola of Chicago. First question here is the beloved sister Jean. The beloved sister Jean. Is she gonna be too big of a distraction when Loyola too plays? Too big of a distraction. What? I don't know. You can't even what, see you. What do you, what do you mean? think? Like they they have the jump ball. And they're looking over at Sister Jean. She'll like, be saying anything else. She is. They're going to lose the game. Be a distraction. They're That's the players. dumbest question I ever heard. I mean, really. She gets more attention than the other three uh, teams that'll be in the final has that, four. Has that hurt them thus far? No. Oh, are it's they been not great. in the final four? The only way she'll be a distraction if she takes her robe off. That's what she'll <laughs> oh, be a distraction. I can't see it in my eyes. <laughs> and none. She's going to slap you across the wrist with a ruler, okay? You don't talk about her. Sister Jean. I love Sister Jean. How dare you, Andy? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're right. I got carried away. 
a little bit. Yeah, yeah, we love Sister Jean. I just don't know. I don't know. All right, let's get to the last question here. We're running out of time. Oh, all right, time, well, time. speaking of honeymoons, you know, vacations, getaways, the kids are on spring break, all that gabagool. All right, we got Ireland. Like, you go to Ireland, you see the schmucks kissing the Blonnie Stone. How do you avoid being a schmuck on vacation? What do you do abroad to not look like a schmuck? You guys what, tell what? me. What's, what's wrong with you kissing a bloody stone? What's you wrong gotta be with a that? moron That's to kiss a rock. Really. It's gross. That's you look like a shit right there. You I'm don't drink the thing. water in Mexico. Just don't drink the water. You, 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 you gotta the avoid this. You gotta avoid this. You ever see that place? There's one thing in Nashville here where they got like the wings on the the building right there, and all the girls stand oh, there. They and pose. It's like they got oh, wings. Instagram no nation. guy, no self-respecting guy, could ever take a picture with freaking wings in the background. I don't want wings. Go to Instagram. Need no wings, okay? The only wings we want to know. No, well, they know wings. Admit it, you can't get enough. We'll tell you why in just about a minute, but right now, it's time to say good morning, America. Yes, is it that time? It's Fox Sports Sunday. He's Brian No. Yes, he's back. I'm Andy Furman, and welcome, everybody, to the Fox Sports Radio Studios brought to you by GEICO. 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit GEICO.com. Why? For a free rate quote. That's why. Here he is, the aforementioned Brian No, recently married, back, ready to go. Hello, B. How are you? I'm great, Andy Furman. Good to be with you. Good to be here with the crew. I do like how we have impromptu discussions here. I was just telling you that the Ramblers of Loyola, Chicago, many people, myself included, would not have known their nickname before the tournament started. And so we did a little who's what. And uh, our trusted producer, Robert Dosmani, we didn't know Stephen F. Austin's nickname. They are the Lumberjacks slash Lady Jacks. That's an awesome nickname right there. The Lady Jacks. The Lady Jacks. Love it. You you know what, though? You'll never hear from them again, so don't worry about it. (laughs) Really. I mean, really, you hear from them once in March, and that's about it. So, you know, that's it. Forget it. I mean, honestly. But... We move on because final fourth time is just about here. Half of it's in. You got Florida State, Michigan. Florida State goes down 58-54 yesterday. And we talked about this early on, and we really got to kind of dissect it a little more because Leonard Hamilton, the coach of Florida State, and I thought honestly, and Charles Barkley, I was with, I love Charles. I love watching the halftime shows. It's really great, the back and forth. And Charles Barkley said, I guarantee Florida State's going to win. I said, you know what? He's got a point there. They're big, they're tall, they're lean. It was tough going down the middle. They couldn't get uh, into the paint. But Florida State down four with 11 seconds to go. And basically, Leonard Hamilton didn't foul. And here's Leonard Hamilton. He'll tell you why. Coach, take me through the final seconds of this game. Why didn't you guys foul? Uh, what are you talking about? Down the stretch there, the end of the game, the final seconds, 11 seconds left on the clock. Do you think that the game came down to the final seconds of the game? I'm asking you, though, why that decision in the final seconds of the game? The game was over. You didn't think your guys could get back in it, put them on the line you if they miss those shots? I mean, but 15 seconds, what were we down? Put them on the line. They miss a few shots. Coach, a four-point ball game. It's a question that, that the guys were asking at the end of our game. That's all I'm asking. It didn't come down to that in your mind. Wow. Dana Jacobson from TNT interviewing Leonard Hamilton after the game. A little a little dicey. A little dicey there, yeah. don't you think? He didn't appreciate it, man. But she if didn't back down. She did a hell of, of a job. She was she great. She did. She did a very good job. He just he didn't handle it well. And it's something that a lot of people, men and women, we don't like being second-guessed. Think about what we do, Andy, doing a talk show. 
You'll get tweets. Why are you guys talking about the combine again? Why don't you talk about what? And it's just like jump in a freaking river right now. No one likes to be second guessed. You know what I'm saying? Leonard Hamilton didn't like being second guessed by Dana Jacobson, even though what she said was completely legitimate, totally legitimate. And if you watch Andy, if you watch that play, it'll be replayed throughout the day today. But if you go back and check it out, wherever you go, if you go to Sports Center, you go to Twitter, wherever. You'll see an assistant coach right in front of the play. So there's 15 seconds to go. They miss a three-pointer. Florida State does. Michigan gets the rebound with 11 seconds to go. You will see an assistant coach right in front of the Michigan player who rebounds the ball being like, foul, what are you doing? Like, (laughs) But you'll see Leonard Hamilton just walking toward the other team's bench to shake hands with a good five seconds left. Like Leonard Hamilton was like, "Ah, eh, screw it, we're going to lose." He had They're dinner reservations. Four. But They're he had dinner reservations with eleven That's seconds. You never amazing. know. He was yeah. in a daze. He lost concentration. And then when Dana Jacobson asked him, "Do you hear what he said? What are you talking about?" What kind of an yeah. answer is that? What are you talking about? Here's a coach that's on the verge of going to the Final Four. I mean, certainly he had a decent season in the ACC, but. You know, I've lost a lot of respect for him as a coach. Clock management. Uh, I mean, I would have loved if he said, you know what? I messed up. I I panicked. Fine. I can handle that. But to say, what are you talking about? Don't challenge Dana Jacobson. It's on you, coach. You screwed up. I'm not saying you would have won the game. But remember, I think Michigan had a tough time with the foul line prior to that. They missed a couple of one-on-ones. They missed first ends of one-on-ones going in. There's a shot. I mean, you're down four with 11 seconds to go. That's an eternity in college basketball. Plus, you know, Michigan had a tough time inbounding the basketball throughout the game with the press that Florida State put on them. There was a chance of a turnover. Sure. It's like you said, they missed the front end of a couple of one and ones. And they were they had shaky free throw shooting down the stretch. Right. So let's say that they split the pair. Right? All of a sudden, it's a five point game. How many times have we seen, Andy? Think about the Christian Leitner shot. Where they throw the ball the length of the court, yeah. he catches it and throws it in. I mean, you have a couple of seconds. If you executed a play very well, let me, uh, I took Lent off from gambling, Andy Furman. I don't gamble really? during Lent. It's something I give up. We've got March Madness games left pitch, and right, though. man. It's t- Well, I can still make those selections. I'm not actually putting money down on them, right? Okay. <laughs> Other times I do. So if I went over, you'll, you'll be firing. But there was a game earlier this year in the NBA. I had some Scooby snacks on the Toronto Raptors, and they covered the spread. What happened at the very end of the game, there's just a couple of seconds to go. They threw the ball the length of the court, just like Christian Leitner. Guy catches it right around the free throw line, kicks it out for a three-pointer. I think Fred Van Vliet nailed it. Beautiful, beautiful play. Yeah. Great execution, especially if you tied him to a round robin and crazy parlays. It was beautiful. But the point is, that could have happened with Florida State. You throw the ball the length of the court, you get a three-pointer. You could have had as many as eight seconds to go. And depending on what Michigan did from the free-throw line, you're talking a one-point game, a two-point game, if they miss both free-throws, if they split a pair. Why wouldn't you? Why on earth wouldn't you extend the game? I'm glad he lost. Because because Florida State beat my Xavier Musketeer, so I'm glad he lost. How's that? And I'll go one step further. You talk about not calling a, a a foul with 11 seconds to go down four. Remember another thing. He had no timeouts left. So you talk about bad clock management? He didn't have any timeouts left. Really, he really, he really screwed up down the stretch. That's all I'm saying.
I I could I could understand you being out of timeouts because it's not like the NBA where you could v- advance it to half court. So you're going to be a little bit more free willing when you're calling timeouts in college basketball. But to not extend the game when it's a four point game and eleven seconds to go, I believe like you, Andy, the odds aren't in your favor to pull out a game like that. But you got to roll a dice. Yeah, we've seen all kinds of crazy comebacks. And with here's the thing, with it not being completely outside the realm of possibility, you foul and extend the game. It's a no-brainer. I'll tell you what's a no-brainer. Okay, the no-brainer is that America right now loves Loyola of Chicago. Loyola of Chicago wins yesterday. They won 78-62. They handed it to Kansas State. They got Sister Jean. They got everything going for them, really. They got America. They're in a big-time city, a small school in a big city that's buried behind professional sports teams that came out of nowhere, which is a great story right there, Sister Jean, everything like that. But here's the thing, and I I hate to bring this up, but I got to bring it up, okay? I'm looking at Twitter, and I see the great Swin Cash, you know, from the WNBA fame, and she played basketball. She's tweeting about Loyola of Chicago today, and she's saying, everybody loves Loyola of Chicago. I'm paraphrasing now, because I can't find the tweet anymore. I got so sick, I deleted it. Uh, (laughs) She she, she really, she said that. You deleted her tweet, huh? Yeah. Yeah, I did. The hell with her. She She's right. tweeting the fact that everybody's in love with Loyola Chicago because they got great screens, great passing, great defense, teamwork, the whole thing. And then she goes on to say, so why don't people follow the WNBA? She's basically saying there was a whole game wow. last night. Yeah, there was an entire game last night without a dunk. And then she goes back and says, well, that's like the WNBA. So if they could fall in love with Loyola of Chicago, they could fall in love with the WNBA. No, no, no. Sorry. <laughs> no. Sorry, Swin. Um, Sorry. I look. I understand the logic. I don't. I'm trying to think about the Ramblers and Dunks. I, I don't remember seeing a whole lot of them. But I think there was a. Dunk I mean, last night, as a matter of fact, I, th- I think there may there have might been. have been. I, I can't remember off the top of my head if there was. I see where she's going with it, but you know as well as I do, Andy, it's going to fall into deaf ears. Where it's like, I think Crumbler's no, no, night. still not interested. I see where you're going with that, but yeah, right. You know, I'm going to try to find even, the tweet again. Yeah, try to get yeah, bring it, it back. It, I just, I'll tell you uh, what, man, it sets you up into de- dangerous territory in 2018 when we're starting to compare and contrast men and women and the way the game looks and all of that stuff. But it's true, but you're not going to see the same type of athleticism even in the, the women's game compared to the men's game, even if the men aren't dunking left and right. Am I right, right. about that? You're right. Yeah, I, I, I'm with it. I mean, it, it's two different animals, and no one in America is following. Believe me, I, I don't think they're following the, the NCAA women's as closely as the men. I'm not going to say they're not following it at all. There are people following it. Women are following it. I'm sure girls that played basketball are following it, but I don't think there's that interest in that as there is in the men's. I just, I'm just saying, and I'm not trying to be sexist. I think it's a fact. More people are in. Look, people stay home from work on that Thursday and Friday when they have the first rounds. And the productivity in the world, in the office place stops when the men's tournament starts. I'm, and I don't think anybody's doing bracket pools in their office for the women's Final Four. No, they aren't. Uh, it's an interesting tweet by Swin. I can understand where she's coming from, but Good that try. to me isn't the way to, to promote the WNBA. I understand the argument. I get the argument. I see where she's coming from. But it's all about Loyola Chicago and their accomplishment instead of trying to take that and use it as 
uh, a motivational tool for another league, right? Like, yeah, it's just not a nice try, but it's it's not going to work. It ain't going to fly here, Swin. So don't take it any further. I like how you. You saw, you found a way to delete her tweet. <laughs> I didn't know that was possible on Twitter. You've got a new button on your yeah. Twitter feed, Andy. I got the eraser. I got the yeah. the eraser, the human eraser. That's what I got. So Loyola Chicago's in there. They're in the Final Four. And today we have Villanova, Texas Tech, and Kansas Duke to round out the Final Four. But you know what? You can't talk sports on a sports talk show without touching on football. I don't care how uh, popular the Final now, Four is. Now See, you're I, I don't my care language. how popular this NCAA is or the NBA. You got to talk football. And people are concerned. They complain about ratings and they complain about week Thursday night games. They complain about the anthem protest. But you know what? You miss it. I miss it. We all miss it on Sunday, and there's more to come because now we have the Alliance of American Football. Oh, Charlie Ebersol is right. You had me Yay. all revved up, and now you hit me with the you're Alliance gonna, You're going to watch it. Football. It starts February the 9th, 2019. It was announced earlier this week. And you know what's funny? Everybody talked about TV ratings going down the crapper, talked about safety, talked about injuries. No one cares. You know why? Because this country is hungry for football. That's why. We love it. We can't get enough. It doesn't mean we're going to watch the Alliance of American Football, though. You, you know will. what I'm saying? You'll check it out the first game yeah. you will. Uh, of course, I'll watch just to see, but it was like the XFL. When the XFL came around, everybody watched. Their ratings were off the charts initially. And then people are like, eh, right, it's not that great of a product. And then they went away. I think that's what's going to happen with the Alliance of American Football. You might check out a game or two just to see what it's like. And once you get a sample, it's like going to a restaurant. If you go to the new restaurant in town, and it's brand new, people are talking about it, they're doing commercials up the wazoo, right? And you go check it out, and your steak is dry, you're like, eh, I'm not going bad. there again. You yeah. know, it, it's a funny situation, because I've always believed in the concept, less is more. And the 16-week schedule is perfect. They talked about expanding to 18 games. I don't think that's going to happen. I don't want it to happen because it contradicts the safety thing. You know, more games, you'd be more up to get hurt. So I think less is more. And then when you have more teams and more leagues or whatever it may be, I think you're going to dilute the product and it's going to be bad. I think it's just going to be bad. It may be good football, but sometimes you need a break. You need a break. So, yeah, I'll watch it. Will it be good? No. Will it be compared to the NFL? Of course. But, again, I think less mm. is more. The fact that we, we're we dying for it right now, that's why when July and August comes, we're salivating. We're salivating for the NFL. I think it could be like the uh, – what's Ice Cube's league? The three-on-three, three, the big oh, three? The big three, yeah. Where it came around, it's like, all right, you got I think Nancy Lieberman's there. involved with that league. Now, she's the commissioner, I think, something <laughs> you like get that. It. No, Clyde is now, I believe, oh, right? I don't know. Clyde's I running the thing. But... Nancy Lieberman's something in that league now. But... Yeah, well, whatever. But anyway, the point is there were a couple of old NBA guys, and they're like, all right, let me check this out for the novelty of it. Have you been back? Do you watch it regularly, religiously? Well, you know what's bad? Huh? It's on. A bad time. It's not like Monday nights and it's taped. You know, I, I like well, live events. Yeah. You know, okay, put it on fine, live. I may watch it. I, I just can't see. And it's not me raging against the Alliance of American Football. If there's a good product and there's more football throughout the year, I'm all for it. You know how much of a football junkie I am, Andy. Right. I just can't sit here and say I see great things out of a fledgling league, even if it's just in the springtime. I, it's going to be a hard uphill battle to really get even football fans excited about it. I will tell you this much. 
if I'm Major League Baseball, I'm concerned because I think it's going to take a bit of a bite out of Absolutely. baseball. Absolutely, that's I would the problem. Be way, that's a good point. I would be way more concerned if I were Major League Baseball than right. the NFL. No doubt yes. about that. Major League Baseball's got to concern itself with that because. Major League Baseball, as we know, we mentioned in the first hour. I mean, they open up Thursday and, like, there's no bells and whistles. No one's getting excited. It's like, oh, here we go. The long haul starts, the big 162. Here we go. And, you know, the the fact that I live in Cincinnati, I think my wagering right now is will they, will they not lose 100 games this year, the Cincinnati Reds? I mean, <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, 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 this reminds me because your Cincinnati cigar bet. Yeah, I last got my year, boxes, right? I got them, yeah. I, I've, I I've got coming up. I have got a cigar story that you will laugh and also lose respect for me. Really? We'll do that. have that coming, coming up, up for you. Okay, we have a lineup today. we got the cigar story, of course. we got the Blaine game in this hour, along with bottom barrel betting. In our third hour, Alex Marvez, the Sheik. He'll be with us. He's with the Sporting News, and of course, he's Fox Sports Radio's NFL Insider. And those picks, and maybe a little bit of off the chest. If you got something on your chest, you want to get it off. I'm not talking about physical things on your chest. I mean, like something that bugs you, something that bothers you. People are taking this team too literally here. All right, Brian knows back. I'm Andy Furman. We're live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, and it's a game you play every day of the week. We call it the Blame Game, and it's freaking next. The blame game, right around the corner, 23 past the hour, Fox Sports Sunday, Brian No, Andy Firm, before we get to the blame game, it is a proud service of Granger. We are brought to you by Granger, the products and services you need when you need them. Granger's got your back to help keep your facility running. Granger for the ones who get it done. Ah, Brian No, Andy Firm, we're live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Let's not waste any time. Let's play the game. Ladies and gentlemen. Are you ready for four or five rounds of blame game action? In all honesty, we don't know how much Andy has left in him. In the blue corner, former actor and microphone melter, the man with all the Scooby Snacks, Brian No. I have a gigantic bone. And in the red corner, you all know him. He paid Bill Belichick to come on his radio show. The man without a muzzle, Andy Furman. Face my mouth, Here we go. Touch gloves and good luck. All right, guys. How's everybody doing? Brian, welcome back. It's Thank been, you, Daz. Uh, Thank been, you for that, man. Yeah, it's been a uh, it's been a it's been a weird two weeks with you, Gunn. You had Lincoln Kennedy in, we had Jonas Knox and Andy, you know, talking all this crap about the blame game and bottom barrel betting and whatnot. So we'll mm-hmm. see results on all that. But I believe uh, Andy lost last week, to no surprise, in Blame mm, Game. Thanks. So. Thank you. <laughs> thanks. Uh, it's okay. So moving on to this week. Here we go, guys. First question there. Issues in San Antonio. Earlier this week, it was reported the Spurs had a players-only meeting to address Kawhi, Kawhi Leonard's rehab, and Tony Parker made some comments ripping Leonard himself. So I want to know, who's to blame for the apparent rift in the Spurs organization? Andy, we'll start with you. You'd be a fool not to blame Kawhi Leonard. Here's the guy who wants out. He doesn't want to play there. This may be the first time in, a, in eons that the San Antonio Spurs may not even make the playoffs because hey, you talk about a cancer in the locker room. You talk about a distraction. He's that all rolled up in one. Now, first it was injury. Now it's not injury. He just doesn't want to play. And he doesn't want to play for the Spurs. And I can't believe Pop is not getting a little steamed up on this. So I can blame Kawhi Leonard. He's the man at fault. He's created the issue. Now here's the deal. I'm in a difficult position here because I go second. And I blame Kawhi Leonard also because that's the obvious party to blame. So I'm wondering if the committee, the judges, 
are going to hear my argument and give me brownie points for making the better argument. Or if they're going to look and say, well, you should have blamed the Coyote mascot. <laughs> you should have blamed Popovich. You should have blamed Tony Parker. It's Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi Leonard was cleared a month ago by the San Antonio staff. San Antonio is meticulous with clearing their players, and they cleared him a month ago, and he's still not playing. When you have Ginobili saying, ah, we can't expect to have him back, he's not coming back. You have Tony Parker saying he had an injury that was a hundred times worse, and he's back. They know he's capable of playing, and the fact that he isn't lies solely on his shoulders. It is Kawhi Leonard by 10 miles on this one who to blame. Very well done. That Very done. well that done. Was, the judges yeah. are a, taking that a, a little pointing right. fingers at the judges, and obviously, you know, that's what you do yeah, no, to, they, to gain the they, advantage. But that's okay. They all gave me a thumbs up. They they understand why you had to blame Kawhi. So there you go. Maybe he'll request a trade in the offseason. Who knows? Yeah. All right. So moving on to the NFL, the Giants trade away Jason Pierre-Paul earlier this week, showing that no one is untouchable, untouchable. Well, except for Eli, maybe in that locker room, but. It's obvious they're shuffling in a new era, and we don't really know what direction they're going in. But, guys, I want to know who's to blame for the Giants blowing it up this offseason. Brian, you will go first. I blame Tampa. I blame Tampa for making this trade for Jason Pierre-Paul and giving up a third-round pick. Because I look at JPP, and he's, he's a hard worker. He's been productive, but he's aging. He doesn't have a whole lot of rushes in the tank so I think that the Giants did the smart move. The Giants are not competing for a, a Super Bowl coming up here. I hate to break it to you, Daz, uh, the Giants fan that uh, you are. I am. So what they're doing, they're building for the future. It was a smart move for the Giants to move on from JPP, get a third-round pick, when there's a very good chance if they're able to find a quality player in the third round, which there are galore, a bunch of quality players in the third round, it's a great chance that their player ends up being more productive over the long haul than JPP. So it was a great move by the Giants. I blame, if anybody, the Bucks for making this move and trading a third rounder, which is gold to the Giants who desperately need it. I'll tell you what, if you want to blame anybody or blame anything, I think you have to blame money on the deal. What do I mean by that? This is a part of salary dump. And the new regime, the new general manager and the regime of the Giants are getting out of a bad contract, which Gettleman, the new GM, I guess he inherited that from the former general manager, Jerry Reese. And also, I think there's a new scheme with a new defense in place this year. This is a great move for the Giants. Why? It gives the Giants four of the first 69 picks in the draft. And if I'm not mistaken, they get draft pick number two, number six. 66, I think 34, and of course 69. It opens the door maybe now on the second pick. They could get defensive end Bradley Chubb. So this is a great move all the way around for the Giants. They clear some money. They get a new defensive scheme. They get a couple of draft picks. This is wonderful for the Giants, and you blame money. Money's the key. Yeah, I love it. You guys coming out firing. All right, last question real quick here. The NCAA tournament's been full of surprises, a lot of fun. Loyola Chicago being one of the big ones, obviously. We've had plenty of Cinderella stories. But, you know, a lot of these big teams did go down, so I want to know what or who's to blame for all these quote-unquote Cinderella stars, all this randomness happening in the tournament. Andy, we'll start with you. You know what? You could blame and point fingers at the fact that there are so many great college athletes today that makes most teams competitive. That's basically the problem. I mean, years ago, there's a handful of teams that dominated college basketball, and when the season started in November, December, you could basically pick the top 10 every year. That has changed because of the talent structure right now. So many talented teams and so many talented players out there makes this field somewhat compact and somewhat even, and 
and more of an even playing field. Yeah, you got the North Carolinas, you got the Kansas, you got the Dukes. But other than that, who on earth ever thought Loyola of Chicago would be a Final Four team? And believe me, they are legit. So blame the talent. Guys are getting better and there's more of them. I just want the committee, the judges, to know that Andy Furman used the phrase playing field while talking about basketball. <laughs> and now I continue my argument here. I I Quit will it. blame the Virginia Cavaliers. That's Boom. right. Virginia losing to UMBC. First time ever in the men's tournament. A 16 seed beat a number one seed. Never happened before. Unprecedented. Everything else that we've seen, typically, almost everything else that we've seen, has happened before. We've had an 11 seed reach the Final Four. This is the fourth time it's happened, now with Loyola Chicago being the latest example. The only other thing we hadn't had, we hadn't had a 9 versus 11 matchup in the Elite Eight. But virtually everything that has happened in this tournament, with the exception of UMBC, the Retrievers taking down Virginia, has happened. And sometimes happens routinely. So the reason this tournament looks to be so out of whack and so crazy, it's more so about UMBC, the 16 over the 1, than anything else. I blame Virginia for not only losing to a 16, for getting dusted by 20 points. They didn't lose on a buzzer beater or lose by 3 points. They lost by 20. They got rolled by a 16. I blame Virginia. I got a comment for the judges. That answer sucked. Okay, I just want to say, I, I got my comment in there. By the way, we didn't you, forget. You were just, you were upset about the playing field thing. Yeah, that's that's a good I was. Argument. And by the way, I didn't forget your cigar story. We're going to do that on the other side. We'll do that. Plus, we'll have the results as well. But this team is the perfect script for a TV soap opera. That's next. But first, let's check in with the big man himself, Ralph Irvin, with the latest. Well, thank you very much, Andy. And, of course, the latest in the NCAA is that half the Final Four is set. From the South Region, it will be the Loyola of Chicago Ramblers, as they were 78-62 winners over Kansas State in the South Region. Michigan wins the West by beating Florida State 58-54. The Wolverines have nine straight wins. Coming up later today in the East, Villanova will face Texas Tech, and Kansas will take on Duke in the Midwest for the rights to go to the Final Four. Online car shopping can be confusing. Not anymore with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car. So visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. In the NBA, Steph Curry is going to be out at least three weeks. He'll be re-examined then. He has a strained MCL and MRI on Saturday revealed. And Kyrie Irving had surgery on his left knee removing a tension wire. He'll be out three to six weeks for the Boston Celtics. Meanwhile, on the court, Houston won their eighth straight, 114-91 over New Orleans. James Harden, 27 points in just three quarters of play. And Philadelphia got Ben Simmons' 10th triple-double of the year as they won their sixth straight, 120-108 to over Minnesota. But really, the debate is who's to blame? Let's find out. Well, we'll do that. Thank you, Ralph. See you in about an hour. But one game may have saved this season. That's coming right up. Brian O, Andy Furman, of course, we want to welcome everybody to the Fox Sports Radio Studios. We're brought to you by GEICO. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with GEICO. Go to GEICO.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. We'll get the blank game results. Bottom barrel betting coming up in about 15 minutes. And we'll get that cigar story in, too. But right now, let's go to the big man himself, the Big D, Robert Dasmati, with the results. All right, we, guys. Got, we might have to we might have to switch this nickname, you know. I don't know if that's going to stick, right? <laughs> I just, you want to be don't want to be call me the Big D every weekend? No, no. That's I, I don't know. The one know. and only Robert Donzani. Hello, Robbie. All right, guys. Well, <laughs> 
So the way I have it going here, the first round, San Antonio question, I liked both your points. I really did. You guys both brought different arguments with Kawhi, but for me, I couldn't see who you know kind of won the other side. Guys, tying the first round there. That's what. Uh, really? Yeah, I know. That's I, gutless. That's gutless. I know. Really? But the second one, Giants. I got Andy Furman taking that one. It was a salary dump. Brian, I understand. You know the Giants building for the future, but I do think it was just. What they need to do right here with Jason Pierre-Paul getting rid of everybody. So Andy gets that second one. The last one, Brian, yes. I got you winning that one. I really, I agreed with everything you said where the teams, this stuff has happened before. It was just the Virginia one that was really the big upset. Oh, so I had a tie in this All one. Right. Yeah. I'll, I'll yeah. take wow. a tie. Yeah. Yeah. Sam? Well, how do I pivot from there? All right. Um, <clears throat> I see. Uh <laughs> Uh, I like Brian on the first one with San Antonio because he mentioned the uh, Kawhi Leonard getting cleared a month ago. Therefore, the standoff is partly to blame there on Kawhi Leonard, or mainly to blame. So it gave Brian the point for the first question. The second one, Jason Pierre-Paul and the Giants. Andy loved your response. New GM and Mr. Gettleman. They got these picks Got to get rid of some of the aging stars. Got to make way for new ones. Maybe could pick up Chubb to get that uh, pass rush back intact when they lost Jason Pierre-Paul. So Andy gave you a point for question number two. Thank you, Iowa. Thank you. Well, yeah, sure. And uh, <laughs> third question about the NCAA tournament. Brian, you may now hear where I'm kind of going with this, but Brian, I did like a couple of your points. Uh-oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like people are embarrassed to give me the point. Like no, hold on. Hold on. I got to get the music going. There we go. Okay. Sorry. Uh, all right. I am the technical uh, producer here. I got to make sure I got all my, my P's and Q's lined up. Um, Brian, I did like some of your points. So as I was saying, UVA's loss to UMBC was unforgivable. That was certainly... Like something we'll remember from this tournament, it was it's kind of a black eye, especially for Virginia and maybe for the sanctity of the. Six, but not, get to the but yes, and yes, how you gave but, the point to Andy Furman. Hold on, just get dot, to dot, it. Dot, dot. Is, well, they they got to apologize to give the point to me. It's amazing. <laughs> just give the freaking point I, out. No, you're listen, Andy. The point goes to you. And I'll tell you why, because there is so much talent spread all over the NCAA now, all the schools. And that's why Virginia lost. You're right, because of the talent. There's good talent there. UMBC got that win, but they they just weren't ready. Stylistically, Virginia, that just wasn't good for them. So I gave Andy two of the three. Stylistically? What are you talking about? They played lockdown defense. They didn't show up. They they played defense and forced turnovers to get their points, and they weren't weren't able to do that. They got UMBC, forced them out of their game. It's Therefore, okay. Andy takes it's two of the three. And Mr. Uh, Motormouth here, I'm going to go to Ralph Irvin. There you go. Yeah, there we go. All right, so in terms of San Antonio, you both said Kawhi Leonard. Brian, you referenced uh, Tony Parker, but he cheated on even Longoria, so you know how <laughs> reputable he is. I give the point to Andy. Wow. Uh, in terms of the New York Giants, well, Andy blamed money. Andy, do you sit at home and yell at a bucket of change? Because you're if blaming money. Yes. Yes. So I immediately have to give that point to Brian. And that brings <laughs> us to the NCAA tournament one. Oh. Andy, you blamed the great college athletes. Why not turn it around? Say credit to college athletes. Also, you said you'd hear from me an hour. Andy, do you hear me now? It's for Brian. Wow. Go back in your hole. We got a draw this week. We got a draw because Dazmani couldn't pick a lane. Because he has no hangy downs, that's what. That's right. Hey, can we hear Mr. G's got nothing up. between his legs. Let's lighten this up a little bit. I want to hear your cigar story, B, if I can. I want to oh, hear that. Here's the story, Andy Furman. So 
the lovely Christina and I went to the Bahamas for a honeymoon. And so we run into this place. Uh, it's like a little gift shop, right? They got Cuban cigars. Yeah. So she's telling me, she's like, oh, we got to get a Cuban. I'm like, all right, cool. Awesome. Let's do that. She got one too? No, we just, we shared the same cigar, you know? Because oh. we're one right now, Andy. Wow. You know what I'm saying? You're still in love. Yeah, we're one yeah. person. Yeah. All right. All right. So, um, so we're smoking this cigar and we smoked half of it um, earlier in the week and we forgot to smoke the rest. So we're on the way to the airport. We're outside the airport. And we're like, well, you got to smoke the rest of this cigar. <laughs> so we're standing outside and I felt good because we were too close to the entrance. And some of the workers came over and they're like, hey, hey they pointed to a sign. You can't smoke this close. I felt like a real rebel. You know, I thought that right. was cool. So right. we went on the outskirts and continued smoking this Cuban cigar in the Bahamas. And all of a sudden, Andy, I start getting lightheaded. You do. And I'm like, I got to sit down, man. It, I was like... Had you not eaten, and, though, prior to that, maybe? I, I ate a little bit of cereal. So I hadn't eaten very much, and I'm lightheaded. Now, the one thing you got to know about Christina, she freaks out about missing flights because she missed a flight somewhere in her lifetime. So that's just how she is. If something bad has happened before, oh gosh, it might happen again. That's kind of how she rolls. Right. So I'm, I've got my head spinning, and she's like, "We, we got to get inside. We got to go through customs." We got, and it was making me feel worse. I'm like, "Babe, babe, just give me a minute here. Just chill for a minute." Right. She was still freaked out. And the next thing I know, Andy, I'm like, "I got to throw up, man." I threw up after the stupid Cuban cigar that I smoked that made me lightheaded. And I'm, you, you know what? I, I I'm feel a complete for you. lightweight, man. No, you're not. No, you're not. Because I feel for you. Because I, I've smoked cigars. I really do. But back in the day, when uh, when Tony Perez was involved with the Reds, his son Victor used to come to the ballpark, and he used to get me Cuban cigars. Well, he could get me one. He got me one or two. And I said, Victor, do me a favor. I, I appreciate. It. I don't want any more. They're too strong. I'd get that lightheadedness. And you know what? It's like the worst feeling in the world. You oh, feel, it's terrible. You feel, you feel like you're gonna faint. You're gonna pass yeah. out. Uh, <laughs> you, you feel, and you do feel like you're gonna throw up. And you don't. You, you, you just want to lay down, and you feel like the room yeah. is. It's, it's worse than being hungover from drinking. It really is, and and I'm with you. I, I know what it's like. And those Cuban cigars, there's something in there. I, there's like a wallop. I, I'm, you know, yeah. I, maybe if you eat yeah. a lot, maybe after dinner, maybe they're a good after dinner cigar. Maybe a good so. steak. I don't know, but I what stay is away it from that them. you like about cigars, Andy? I, I think it's an enjoyable relaxation uh, method to uh, kick back, enjoy company, uh, a lot of a lot of sharing of ideas with guys. Do you inhale around. it? No, 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 never no, no, inhale no. a cigar. No, no, no. See, I just outside of the lightheaded just... feeling, you know, if it's not laced with whatever the Cuban cigar was, <laughs> I don't know if it had dynamite inside of it. I don't know what happened, but that made me lightheaded. But if you don't have the same lightheaded feeling, I don't know what you get out of it. I, I think it's a social thing with most guys will sit, you go to a cigar bar and you sit around in the, in, in the lounge and just discuss common stuff with guys that smoke cigars. They usually have, hey, to me, you can go to various cities and go to a cigar bar. And most of the guys that go to the cigar bar are the same kind of guys from city to city. They have the same interests, the same contacts, you know, just the same conversation. You talk sports with the guys and things like that. But it's a funny thing you bring this up because I read something about Michael Jordan recently and he said prior to practice every day, he would drive to practice smoke a cigar prior to practice every single day. And I can't believe wow. how he did that if he not, maybe he was lightheaded. I don't know. 
But that's what he did. <laughs> Michael Jordan did that. Uh, I hated that feeling, man. Just being lightheaded like that. Like you said, it maybe after dinner feeling. you don't have that same thing. Yeah, I had to is. sit down. I, I, even if Christina wasn't freaked out about missing the flight, I still prob- probably would have thrown up. Oh. <laughs> it was not fun, dude. No, I, I know what you're going through, really. Oh. Because I, I had that feeling a couple of weeks ago. I had a cigar, but I had not eaten all day long. And, yeah. it, and it just goes to your head, and I came What's home. What's typical cigar fodder? You said that a lot of these cigar guys are wired the same way. What's the typical argument from cigar guy? You know what I mean? Well, I, what I is don't know it? if it's like, an argument. Uh, I just think there's a common bond, like, you know, just guys sit I know, I know, I know, but typically, just based on the, the amount of chatter that you've had over the years, is there a common cigar-smoking thought that is a little bit different than the outsiders? No, no, I, I think no. it's, uh, sports is, is, a, is a key conversational uh, hook. They think Bird's better than LeBron or something? What is it? No, I, I, I no. think that, uh, you know, it's funny. <laughs> they'll talk sports. They'll talk about games. I mean, yesterday I spent like an hour or so at, at the cigar bar. It's a lounge near my home here. And, uh, you know, they talk about Kentucky. You know, it's a big uh-huh. deal. Like Kentucky uh-huh. basketball. And sure, sure. the key. But, uh, you know, they talk about the... They talk uh, trash the, about Cal? Is that what happened? No. I, you know what else they were talking about? I mean, shopping. For some reason, some guy in, in the cigar lounge was talking about shopping and talked about toilet paper different to- rolls of toilet paper. Did you kick I him said, out of the club? I said, what are you talking about? I mean, he says, back in the day. <laughs> this when is he the went, cigar shop. What are you I doing know, here, They're man? talking about different <laughs> types of toilet paper going shot. I said, please. I mean, you know, one day the guy was talking about death. I mean, it, you don't know what they're going to talk about. The topics wow. range from sports to death to to women to wives and how wives, you know, uh, oh, well, whatever. You got, yeah, you got to have you, that talk It's, it's everything. Yeah. You, you got it all. Yeah. I mean, everything's there. So, you know. Look, if anybody's wow. in a cigar bar, they could they could call us and let us know. And believe me, toilet paper, as Robert Dasmani says, it's an important topic. You know, where will we be without toilet paper? <laughs> I mean, I can, it's, it's a life essential. It really is. I would have. I'd be a rich man if I had a nickel for every conversation I had with my guys about toilet paper. Well, yeah, let me I mean, tell you. Are you guys over, over, or under guys? Or you guys put it on the little rack. Oh, it's got to be over. You know, it's gotta be over, but it's got to be double ply, yeah. and it's got to be double ply. Yeah, oh, got yeah, to no. be. You go end. under. Oh no no I go over. Are you kidding me? I like under. over. There's, there's a weird insecurity there with people who go under. I don't know what's over. Like over double ply. Gotta be. Double yeah, play. that's what I do too. Exactly. No doubt about that. All right, good man. Brian No, Andy Furman, live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. And by the way, it is the worst of the worst, and we call it bottom barrel betting. And it's next. Say hello to my new friend. Makes me want to puke. Bottom barrel betting right around the corner. About. Ten minutes before the top of the hour, this is Fox Sports Sunday. He's Brian Noam, Andy Furman. We are live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. And, of course, it's time to play the game. Let's do it. Oh, Nick, you thought you was late. You put my money to sleep. You go get my money or I'll put your brain to sleep. Yes, it is. It is a proud service of Geico. What does it mean when Geico says just 15 minutes can save you 15% or more? On car insurance, well, it means you probably should have gone to Geico.com 15 minutes ago. And the man who runs the show, R.D., Robert Dasmani. Hello, Bobby. How's it going, guys? I was, in a, I was afraid I might be, not be able to get on here. I was just choking vehemently, you know, back, back or vehemently in the break here. It was pretty terrible. We <laughs> you have a cigar? Did you have a cigar? Right, yeah. Oh, I don't do cigars. That never make me feel good. I'm right there with Brian. Um, so, quick, quick recap last week. Andy actually won. He beat Jonas last week in bottom barrel betting. That had to be because that of shouldn't Brian. count because he's a fool. <laughs> yeah. So you, you just you took all. You, took, you got two of the three. The big one that had you going is that you took uh, the over on the one and a half upsets last Sunday, and there were five. So 
That's the one that oh, put gosh. you over. Yeah, it was yeah. it was huh. big time. So yeah. moving on to this week. The MLB season starts on Thursday, fellas, and we have thirty all thirty teams playing on Thursday. This is the first time that's happened in a very, very long time, I believe. David Ortiz has been promoting something. But with all those teams Doesn't playing... Doesn't sound like you fact-checked that one, does well, Actually, I was looking, and I could not find it anywhere. It's, it's the earliest, <laughs> it's the earliest the uh, start to MLB season ever, March 29th. Right. Just exactly. FYI. Thank that you. is a fact. Yes. yes. I did, But I did look. If you look at my Google search history, mm-hmm. it is there. Mm-hmm. It's okay. Let's go. We believe Let's go. you. But here Let's we go. go. So it's strikeouts going up every year. I want to know over or under a total of 239.5 strikeouts on Thursday combined for all teams. That puts it about eight strikeouts per team. That's the math there. Andy, we'll start with you. Uh, I'm going to go over because usually at this time of the year, the pitchers are a little ahead of the hitters. So uh, I think it's in the cold climates, too, I think there'll be uh, a lot of pitches on the fists. So I say over. I'm going under, man. Eight per team. That's a lot. There's going to be a handful of teams that are well under that. So I'll take the under collectively. All right. All right. I like it. All right, guys. So Ben Simmons has been averaging a triple-double in his last seven games. His next game is on Monday, and it's against the Nuggets. Yeah. So, want to know, will Ben Simmons have himself another triple-double? Brian? I'm going to say no, and this is partially just hoping because I have a season win total bet for the Denver Nuggets that I tied to Dalvin Cook rushing for over a certain amount of yardage in Week 1. And he hit it, and I've been waiting on the Nuggets ever since to hopefully cash on that two-leg parlay. So I'm going to go under, or no, on Ben Simmons with the triple-double. All right. I'm going to go yes with Ben Simmons because I think the team is going to feed him because they're pushing him for Rookie of the Year. Oh, look at that. Uh, Brian, I'm, secretly, I'm secretly rooting for you here, all right? But Thank you. Secretly. Thank Doing you. Go Nuggets. On the radio. Go Nuggets. Let's go Nuggets. <laughs> Got to get right. to 46 wins. Uh, it's going to be tough. All right, guys. Last questions. We had a few former Playboy models come out saying they've had relationships with our president. I want to know over or under half a Playboy model coming out this week saying they've also had a relationship with the president. Ah. Andy, we'll start with you. Yes, up, over, over, yes. <laughs> this was locker room I- talk. I go under because it's specifically Playboy. Yes. Right? Like, if it's any other publication, I win. I'm taking the under. All right. All right. That's good. By the way, there's a new game in town. And Brian No and Andy Furman tell you all about it. Where? Coming up on Fox Sports Sunday next. This was locker room talk. Some teams look like world beaters. We'll explain that in just about a minute. But now it's time to say good morning, America. Yes, it is Fox Sports Sunday. He's Brian No. I'm Andy Furman. And welcome, everybody, to the Fox Sports Radio Studios. We're brought to you by GEICO. 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit GEICO.com for a free rate quote. The married man himself back from his honeymoon. My partner and friend. The man I spend more time with than he does with his wife. Brian No. Hello, B. Welcome back. (laughs) That is inaccurate, Andy Furman. I spend a lot of time with my lovely wife, the lovely Christina. I know why. But it's great to I spend Sunday mornings with you. Because you yeah, still w- got the ball and chain on your leg. That's why. Wow. That's what it is, huh? Yes. You know what, Andy? Uh, we'll get into the NCAA tournament, sure, I'm, I'm sure, and maybe a little bit of NBA stuff with Steph Curry and Kawhi Leonard and uh, Kyrie Irving and all that stuff, but... Yeah, I think what we should put, potentially investigate doing on this show. Yes, I think that the co- the commercial break interaction that I have sometimes with Iowa Sam and Robert Dasmani. I know you do the same thing. 
Yeah. I think we should just have a random segment like that where there's no structure. We're just talking about random stuff. I love stuff well, we, like we're that. We're talking man. about toilet paper a couple of segments ago. Let's do it. I <laughs> we were, mean, you know, we were, you know, but I'm good to go we, on that. I'm good to go. I really am. I don't I even mean, know. I don't even know. So you're, no, it's not happening in your eyes. You don't like that? Maybe like a little three minute window where we just discuss random stuff that has nothing to do with well, anything. Well, who said that? I, I didn't say no. I like that. Oh, okay. I thought you said you're, okay, you're good to I go. Said I'm good like, to let's go. do it. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. I thought you're like, yeah, I'm good to go on that. Like, thanks, but no thanks on that one. <laughs> no, but I mean, I, we I want to sit around and just make believe we're at the barbershop like the old yeah, barbershop yeah. and just talk about whatever comes to mind women sports whatever you want to uh-huh. talk about gambling i don't care booze scotch well anything let's talk about it really i mean whatever you want to do i mean you could talk about the basketball games if you want to and i got Works a question about that i looked at Twitter. I, well, let me just say this real quick real quick andy before we get to the hoops let me just say this yeah. real fast okay yeah. i don't even know how this conversation started and evolved <laughs> but i was talking to dasmani in iowa sam yeah. And we were talking about the ocean. Oh, I know what it was. Dasmani asked me if I did anything on the the honeymoon with Christina, you know, like water-wise. Hell and no, I said you never we did left some the room. snorkeling. You never left the hotel room. <laughs> we did some snorkeling and uh, we did the paddle boarding, but everything else cost a ton of money. Everything was really expensive. To swim with the pigs was like 500 bucks. We're like screw the pigs. We well, right? do that now. You're doing it right yeah. now to swim with the pigs. <laughs> right, but, but I told him we went snorkeling, and the next day, there was a five-foot shark right where we were. There was a barracuda. There was this huge stingray, and I'm like, right. I'm not getting back in, man. Forget that. It's crazy. So Dasmani was telling me that like the depths of the ocean and what's down there, and they just can't get great footage of what's there. And so this conversation is just evolving, whatever. What it, it ended up with the Anaconda movie, right? <laughs> Because <laughs> he's talking about the Amazon and crazy stuff being discovered right. there. And then I said, you know, I said, you can't think of Anaconda without Sir Mix-a-Lot. Sir Mix-a-Lot owns that word because of the rap song Baby Got Back, right? right. And so I asked Robert Dasmani, and I'll pose the question to you, Andy Furman. Yeah. Which of the great rappers, what word do they own? If you go rapper by question. rapper. I don't know. I, I don't know, but... Uh... You got to start thinking, you know. You got to you got to go rapper by rapper. Here's a better rapper, Andy, or a better question. Name a rapper, Andy Furman. <laughs> Biggie Smalls. That's, oh, hey, hey, there, there you go. go. There, there you go. It is. Nice. Well, I think it's, but I don't know what word he kind of owned. I mean, uh, it's maybe insane. baby. Oh, yeah, maybe baby. that one. juicy. Oh, ju- well, I mean, I like Biggie did Small. he say juicy in juicy? Maybe he doesn't. I can't did remember. He? Now. I don't know. Yeah, I don't think so. I think he either. does. Wait. Yeah, he does. I don't, he did. I mean, I, 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 you know, I don't know what Biggie Smalls said. I, I like him. Um, I, like I know uh, Rick Ross would own, uh, <laughs> right? <laughs> just the sound effect. It's just the sound. Sometimes just the sound. That, that was even worse. Because that DJ was Khaled guess. is just we the best. That's all DJ Khaled does. No, right? DJ Khaled owns DJ <laughs> Khaled. That's name. what he owns. Yeah, yeah. but that's weak. That's just. Uh, what about Master P? Make you say, uh. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, there yeah. you go. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. All right. All right. I think? I like yeah. That. I think That'll so. be, uh. I think so. We're losing Andy. Who, uh, who does DMX? DMX barks. He owns the bark. DMX owns the bark. Yeah. We need someone to do like a chicken call. That's what needs to happen next. Yeah. Really? 
You know, it's funny I to change topics here with this uh, shark thing. Took the and he's rattled. Cage. He doesn't know what's going on. <laughs> no, I mean, it's kind of stupid. You're fine, this is you're dumb fine. because I, I look, I see rappers. I had no idea that they own terms, really. They do. They do. I, mean, I thought I mean, they say can, things, you can but expand I think they own it. them. You could expand it to other genres of music. It's not just rappers. You could go with, what's your favorite genre of music, Andy? You know, that's a great question because I'll go the the limit, but I do have a, a affinity towards uh, old school Motown, The Temptations. Oh, hey, old school awesome. Motown. Go, okay, there you go. Motown. Great. I really like. If you that go a lot. with uh, The Temptations, is there yes. a, a song or a word that typically comes up, or something that was so distinct that you think of The Temptations? Instead Not of really, but I like this sort of "Ain't Too Proud to Beg My Girl" things like that. You I just know. feel like the snap. Uh-huh. They're always uh-huh. snapping. Like, yeah, I think it's more happen. so with rappers, with ra- I really owning one certain word. But I know that other forms of music, other genres, the same could apply, could absolutely apply. You think? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I, I, I think you're stretching. I think you guys are stretching. What? I just, I'm just saying. I really do. I like, just think. Sam and I will ponder this, and we will figure it out, and we'll, we'll have an update later. Yeah, even pop <laughs> music. If you take um, Christina Aguilera. Yeah, the first thing on? I think of is the Gino, genie in the bottle thing. <laughs> Gino I don't in think the about anybody <laughs> else with a genie. I think of Christina. Or, uh, what's her name again? I just Christina, Aguilera, yeah, Christina, Christina Aguilera. Aguilera. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think of her. Great. I think of her without thinking of that word. How's that? That's fine. There you, you go. I mean, I, look, let's I, talk I think, some hoops, Andy. Oh, let, what's let's on your talk mind? About some stuff. <laughs> I just wanted to mention the fact that I went to Destin with the family, Destin, Florida, and the waters are so blue. This I've been there five, before. Five, six years, beautiful. Took the family down there. We're on the beach, and I had these helicopters flying over the beach. I asked somebody what it was all about. They got the it's, ghetto bird in De- they, they Destin, got, Florida? Because they had shark spottings there in the water. I said, oh, there's gosh. no way on God's green earth no. I'm going in there. And it was beautiful. <laughs> it was blue as blue could be. I stayed at the pool. There's no way I was going anywhere near you know the 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 ocean right there because of the sharks. I mean, real. I don't know why you know people what, Andy? Go in there. You know, here's yes. the thing. I gotta I gotta build off my initial story here. Yeah. When I was in the Bahamas with the lovely Christina on the honeymoon. Yeah. So I told you that we went snorkeling, and then in the same spot the next day we saw the five foot shark. We saw the barracuda. We saw the stingray and all of that. But a couple of days later, I had to pay off a bet. Christina and I had a a friendly wager, no money involved because, of course, it's Lent. And I actually accidentally (laughs) forgot about the bets. But anyway, we made this bet. We were flying out to the Bahamas and in an airport because we had a layover. It was one of the SEC tournament games going on. Oh, yeah. So I went with Tennessee. She went with Kentucky. Loser had to skinny dip. In the Bahamas, oh, yeah. I love it, and I lost. UK prevailed, well, right? That's, that's so, an ugly uh, thought. That's an ugly. Sight. I had to pay up, man. Bet's a you bet. Did. So you did. After spotting the shark the day before, Andy, it was the quickest. All right, I'm in the water. All right. So you wait. So here's the I'm picture. Compliant I'm compliant with paying off the bet. You went in there with your I bathing was... suit and you took the suit off while in the water. You didn't walk on the beach yeah, naked. Yeah, of course. Oh, I'm right. Just yeah, it wasn't a nude beach, Andy Furman. We're not just, trying to get kicked out of the Bahamas. I have a gigantic bone. <laughs> I bet you do. Look, this is not an X-rated show. It's a family show. And I do want to challenge you on this because, you know, I do love my music. All genres of music. I needed this rapper thing. I'm not kind of like 
uh, involved heavy duty with rappers, but I still don't get the owning of the terms because I, I can mention three or four rappers' names and I have no idea what they own. All right? I'm just letting well, you know. Well, sometimes they Not don't. Sound like sometimes they don't, and okay. they don't I, 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 own a certain Off the top of my word. head, I mean, uh, Little Wayne. What does he own? I don't know. Drake. He's, He's got to own something. Um, help me out with this, Dazmani, because there are a lot of things. The one thing I think Weezy, of. Baby. Well, there's many Weezy. things. Yeah. I always think of the uh, lighter sound effect. He does that all the time in a lot of songs, like to introduce that he's about to come on the song. A little, little if he makes shink. an appearance, he, he, there's a song with Kodak Black that he does, and the first thing that you hear is the lighter before he comes on and does his all verse. Right, I, I've never noticed the fact that I don't listen to tons of rappers, but I have listened to them. I never noticed them owning a, a, a term or word. Chance the Rapper, I've heard of him. Oh, yeah, he's I, good. Yeah, yeah, chance right. is good, but what does he own? I don't know. Besides, I mean, Chicago, probably a big house and a, and a car. I'm, I'm still, I'm still fixated on the Lil Wayne because there are a lot of things that he says that are very distinct, and there's got to be uh, one word. I know he's synonymous with one certain word, but I don't know. Okay. I can't like, think. And of it you know what? We probably can't, and we probably can't say that word on the radio. Yeah. So so we move on. Okay, let's talk about this Loyola Chicago. It's it's got the country by storm. I'm looking at Twitter about two minutes ago, and certainly Loyola Chicago punched their ticket to the Final Four. They win yesterday. They beat up on Kansas State 78-62, and they beat them really handily. But on Twitter, as mentioned, all I'm seeing, and and some radio network was interviewing Sister Jean, what what is the fascination? I mean, look, I end this – look – I don't want to be a downer. I don't want to be one of those people like uh, Mr. Negativity. It was beautiful after the first game. I loved it. She's sitting in the wheelchair. The guys kissed her on the cheek after the win. They interviewed her. Now they don't let it go. And, and yesterday I'm watching the game. Charles Barkley and Seth Davis say they want to meet her in San Antonio. Here's the so deal. You're sick of this? You're tired no, no, of he, the Sister he, Jean stuff? He, here's the deal. And I, I'll, I'll give you a little secret behind the scenes media. Behind the scenes media. You cannot interview Sister Jean one-on-one because it ain't going to fly. She's 98 years old, and she's great. She's wonderful. She's beautiful. But you can't do a sit-down one-on-one. So what they've done in the media. No, no. What they've done in the media now, they've used her as a tool in the sense that they have an intermediary media person that had a woman say to to her yesterday, "Uh, Sister Jean, Charles Barkley wants to meet you. He wants to go out with you in San Antonio. That's what they do. And and, uh, Candace Parker did the same thing. She says, I want to apologize to you because I picked Tennessee. They don't usually interview her one-on-one, if you notice. They have an intermediary going They have. To I her. saw her. That's she was interviewed she, one-on-one. Because you, she, you can't. You just, it's tough. She, but she just went on. She was... She was rambling, right. no right, pun exactly. intended, because of the ramblers. But. And that's why they do that. So the producers are real smart. And you they can't. Know. It was tough because you don't want to You jump in there and be like, all right, Sister Jean, so uh, cut it. It's enough wrap already. it up yeah. here. Yeah. But what, what's your point? What, what are you hating on Sister Jean for? What's going on here, Andy? I don't be- understand where you're Texas coming from on Tech, this one. I'll give you an example. Texas Tech plays today. I think Texas Tech, as a number three seed, finishing 24-9 and nine in the Big 12, is one hell of a story in basketball. They were a Big okay. 12 at-large team. Don't tech. I mean, they came out of nowhere. That's not a basketball school. And they don't have a gimmick. 
Like, they don't have a sister gene, so no so one's talking. What? About, They're not. They so no one's talking seed. about them. They go under the if radar. If they were an eleven seed, maybe they would have a gimmick. Maybe. And it's maybe. not Loyola Chicago's fault that the sister gene thing has taken off. It's good. What's wrong with that? No, it, it's, it's good. It's not a bad thing at all. It's enough. I, I think I've seen enough of sister gene. <laughs> You're done. You know what I'm saying? The bobbleheads. I mean, it's enough already. Okay. What's wrong the, with that? The she didn't even fun. pick the They're freaking school to win. She didn't even pick them to win. So what? So what? She's being objective. There's nothing wrong with that. She She's had them getting to the lady. Sweet 16. There are a lot of people that didn't even have that going on. Why are I, I people get, hating on Sister Jean? I'm not. She's a wonderful what lady. What is this world coming let's get, to? Let's get back to If you can't get behind Sister Jean, you can't get behind anything. I'm behind Sister Jean. It's Palm Sunday. I'm going to go to hell, so don't do that to me, please. I, 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 I pray for her. I love her. I wish her nothing but success. She's 98. I hope they win it all. I hope they win. I really do. But all I do what is What word I, does Sister Jean own? Uh, I guess, uh, you know, ramblers. I guess she's the rambler. She's the key rambler. I I don't know. I, I, who knows? I, I don't know what she owns. I don't care That's what, what she we owns. Need. That's what we need to take this to the next level, Andy. We need a catchphrase for Sister Jean. She's on the Final Four stage coming up on Saturday, right, with yeah, the Ramblers? Yeah. yeah. We need to get her a catchphrase to really blow this out. Off. She would take that jacket yeah. off already. Every time I see her, she's wearing that purple jacket with the uh, with the gold L. Take it off already, really, please. It's enough already. Look, How about now Young I'm, Money now I'm for down. Wayne? Now young I'm Money? Coming. That works, right, Dasmani? Yeah. Would you go Young Money? Yeah, Young Money. Young Moolah, yeah, Young Moolah, baby. Huh? I think it was. Maybe I think that? it was like Wheezy F Baby too. I think that's what his other Wheezy F Baby. Yeah, yeah. that works. Mm-hmm. Cool. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of them. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, maybe baby. I, I don't know. All I know is so. So what? What? What does Sister Jean belong to? I don't know. I don't know what she owns. I. I, I don't know what that's anybody what I'm saying. owns like, anymore. I don't believe she's synonymous with any certain word or phrase. That's why to get it to the next level. We got to get her synonymous with the word or phrase because we don't have is that is... one thing on the T-shirt that she has said that just was gold. I, I hear we what you're saying. Look, and, and we got room to grow with this sister gene thing, is what I'm telling you. Right, and I think it's great that they're going to the final four. But my my whole synopsis here, the final word is the fact is this: we're living in a society right now. If you don't have a shtick, if you don't have a gimmick, you, you're out of it. You're out of think of it. Texas Tech should come up with a with a gimmick today to get them some ink, to, to get them some notoriety. It, that's what it's all about, and that's where I, I mentioned early on where baseball falls very, very short of the mark. Because look, as we look. mentioned, opening day is Thursday, and no one's talking about it because they okay, don't have a fine, stick or a gimmick. Here's the thing, though, Andy. It's not just shtick with Loyola Chicago. Oh, they're it's a great that, team. They're an 11 seed. I know, I know, I know. I'm not saying you're selling them short. I'm just telling you. When we had George Mason, that was a huge deal when they were an 11 seed. They didn't have Sister Jean or anything that was similar to that. It wasn't as big as this. VCU, when VCU made it to the Final Four, it was an enormous story, huge story. So what I'm telling you with Loyola Chicago, if Sister Jean didn't exist, this would still be an enormous story. It would be the story of the Final Four. Of course it wouldn't be as big, but it's still the biggest story of any of the Final Four teams. Look, there's no doubt, anytime you're going to have a, a low seed advancing b- deep into the, to, into the tournament, you're going to get a story. No doubt. And you mentioned you know, the George Masons of the world, whatever. No one's heard of George Mason since, right? This Loyola thing, it's a big story and Sister Jean's big. And I'm just saying that what they need to do, what, what Major League Baseball needs to do, if they were real smart, I don't know if the Cubs are opening up on Thursday or the White Sox. Bring her out there to throw out the first pitch or wheel her out to the mound. I mean, play with this. This is She owns Chicago now. 
When you think of Chicago right now, you think of two things, Loyola Ramblers and Sister Jean. That's what you think what you, of. What do you think of this, Andy? Yeah. While we wrap this up, Mr. Nice Guy just tweets in and says, Andy is still upset because Sister Jean spurned Andy's advances back when they went oh. to high school in the 1800s. What do you think? That's a double shot right there by Mr. Nice Guy. You know, all I know is this. Sister Jean is, you know who's jealous about this? Sister Rose. Sister Rose at Xavier University travels with Xavier. and She's been traveling for the years. And she gets a little pub, but she's got to be. She's small je- potatoes, man. Exactly. She's got to be burning. She's got to be fuming because she's, wait a minute. I, I've been there before. And Sister Jean, she's been there for 35 years already. Now just just a, a heated competition the within the nun uh, I you know, know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sister yeah, yeah. Rose was big. I mean, she's always gotten pub. I think when Xavier went to the, what, uh, Sweet 16 a year ago, I think she got some pub in the New York Times, but nothing like Sister Jean. I don't I'll know tell you what, man. I the nun community, the epitome of competition, let me tell you. They right? need to play. They need to play. There we go. Thank you very much. We move on. And by the way, we're live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. There we go. The lineup today at the bottom of the hour, 830. Alex Marvez, Fox Sports Radio's NFL insider. He'll join us at the bottom of the hour. Nose picks and go your own way. That's what you're going to do right after those picks. You're going to go your own way, and maybe I'll have a little rant of Sister Jean at that point in time. But we're going to tell you, I, I don't want it to come off that I'm down on her. I love oh, her to no. death. Oh, no, it clearly I, oh. wouldn't come off that way, Andy, no. Now, now you're being sarcastic. I'm going to smack I, yeah. you. I mean, I'm going to call your wife. See, now I could call your wife and say you're picking on me. I couldn't do that okay. before. Now I could call your wife. And then I may right. do that. That's my wife you're talking about, man. Yes, it is. We're going to tell you the number one quarterback in this year's NFL draft, and you won't believe it. That's next. He's the best. If you don't believe it, just ask him. We'll get to that in just about a minute. Brian, no Andy Furman, Fox Sports Sunday. And, of course, bottom of the hour, that'll be Alex Marvez. Fox Sports Radio's NFL Insider. By the way, uh, a place where Brian No is no longer permitted to attend, Hooters. you got to get to Hooters and try the new smoked wings. It's a whole new way to crave wings. And with all the taste and half the calories, you can eat twice as many. Hooters, I'll tell you what it's like. Brian, I'll tell you what Hooters is all about, okay? Let me watch the games there. And uh, maybe I'll send you a little picture on my phone because... Uh, there you go. Because you're not allowed to go there anymore. I mean, you know, you I know, man. You will yeah. in about a year. It, it takes time. You know, that's a probation period, the one-year marriage, you know. And after that, she'll, she'll let you go. And then she'll be happy to let she'll you go. She'll loosen up a little yeah, bit. Yeah, she'll huh? say, get the hell out of the house, believe me. Yeah, right. That's the way it Maybe. works. Right. Might be the way it goes. Yeah. By the way, I got a tweet here from this Justin Vance, who's a wise guy. He's an SOB. That's what he is. He says, wow. there's nothing like, yeah, nothing like Andy Furman setting rap music back 100 years and bashing Sister Jean all in one segment. What the <laughs> hell is he talking about, Really? Did I bash Sister Jean? I did not. I just said every school. You didn't is exactly stick. jump on the bandwagon. Well, I think they're a tremendous team. They got a shot to win it all. They really do. I love the way they play basketball, and it's great. She's there, but the problem is, you got the media coming, like swarming her, uh, not even asking any basketball-related questions. They talk to her like they bow down. What does she have to do with the success of this team? She, look, she's been there thirty-five years. They haven't won since nineteen sixty-three. Figure out the math. What has she done? Right? Goodness, right? Andy. Goodness, man. You have you're running this final leg of the four by one hundred bash Loyola Chicago. No, I'm just not bash. I, I want them to win to it. I really tee, do. Right? <laughs> I, 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 I want to get you're a bringing Loyola. it home. You're like Usain Bolt on the final leg of the four by one hundred. 
Wow. Is it that bad? Tell me. Do I sound it's that bad? It's getting pretty bad. Okay, it's I'll getting move on. bad. I'm going to talk football. You can't go wrong with football. I'll talk there football. you go. I'm there so, you go, go Ramblers. You okay. Okay. Uh-huh. We'll ask the question which quarterback is most ready to play in the NFL next season? You and I kind of agreed that it was not Baker Mayfield because of his height. No. All right. Sam Darnold, Josh Well, Rosen. it's not just his height. It's not just his height, Andy. It's that I just don't see him excelling as a passer in the NFL. I don't see it. That's not to say that every Big 12 quarterback is doomed. But you have to be so much more precise in the NFL. And the way, just how tall he is, and the windows being so incredibly smaller. Not just between college and the NFL, but between the Big 12 specifically in the NFL. I just never anticipate him being an above average passer. So right. you got to be that. You got to be an above average passer to be an above average quarterback in the NFL. So it's going to be Donald or Rosen. Those are the guys, right? You would think. Well, you and I, we both like Mason Rudolph. Mason Rudolph is the forgotten man, and I, I know, know he comes from the Big 12 up. as well. I know. But his he name just is. never, ever comes up. And the one thing that's appealing about him, all these guys, there's going to be a rush on quarterbacks at the top of the draft. There's going to be a lot of pressure on these guys that, you know, go number one overall, that teams trade up to get them in the top five. Exactly. There's going to be a lot of comparisons with those guys. Meanwhile, Mason Rudolph, I don't know where he's going to go. Second, third round? Much later. He might be defined. He might be defined. He can come in. There's not the same mountain of expectations with him. So he might be able to find a groove a little bit easier than those top five guys. No doubt about that. We forgot the kid from Wyoming, Josh Allen. But what about John O'Corn, the backup for Michigan? No. This guy, he's he's delusional or maybe it's just hype because he says, according to him, he's got the best shot of anybody coming out of the draft. He says, quote, I'm quoting him right now, I think I'm the most NFL-ready quarterback in this draft just as far as the terminology and knowing what to do on a day-to-day basis and game planning. This is what O'Corn said. But this is the same guy who had only two touchdown passes and six INTs as a part-time starter last year for Michigan. So either he's banging the Jones for his own cause or he's on medication. One of the well, two. I understand I don't get it. someone having confidence in themselves. That's fine, but he didn't say. To be fair, he didn't say he was the best quarterback in the draft based on the comment you just read right there. As far as he said that he believes he was the most ready in terms of terminology. That's right. a tough claim because how can you compare yourself to everybody else? How do you know? How do you have a grasp of what they know and where you stand and? That seems to be a little bit more, and even if you have that grasp of the terminology, you got to find a way to stop throwing the ball to the other team. That right. would be helpful. This right? guy might not even get drafted. He might. I mean, he's going to have to worry. He, he'll be happy if he could carry a clipboard for a team next year. Believe me. But you know what? I give him credit. I mean, who heard of John O'Corn? prior to the last couple of weeks with the draft coming up because it's Rosen, Mayfield, Donald, uh, Lamar Jackson from Louisville, Allen from Wyoming, you know, Mason Rudolph. His name never surfaced. Now he put himself in there. I mean, no one else put him in there, but he put himself in there. Man, I'll tell you what, though. When we get to Alex Marvez, I cannot get enough of this draft talk with the top five specifically and who's going to do what. And I feel in for a Denver station sometimes, Andy, and they're sitting there at number five overall mm-hmm. and they're thinking quarterback most likely. I don't think they're going to get a top three quarterback prospect at number five overall. I think they're going to go three out of the first four picks. So if Denver wants one of those top three guys, I think they're going to have to trade up to get them. Well, we'll talk to Marvez in a couple of minutes. It's uh, Brian No, Andy Furman, live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. And you won't believe 
who's back in business. Alex Marvez will tell you next. But first, we talk to Ralph Irvin for the latest. Well, thank you very much. And we are all set. It's the final four. Well, at least two of them are in. Two, one, zero. And how about this? Loyola Chicago, who prior to this year hadn't made the big dance since 1985, is off to the final four. That's Westwood one with the call as the Ramblers beat Kansas State 78-62 to claim the South region. They will face off against the West champion, that is Michigan, after a 58-54 win over Florida State. Of course, the Final Four gets started next Saturday in San Antonio. In the NBA on Saturday, Houston won their eighth straight, beating New Orleans 114-91. Philadelphia 120-108 win over Minnesota. That's the sixth straight for the 76ers. Phoenix, on the other hand, has lost 11 straight. They fall to Orlando, 105.99. Online car shopping can be confusing, but not anymore with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car. So visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. And gentlemen, the Cowboys made a couple of moves Saturday, restructuring the contract of Jason Witten, and then signing former Patriots tackle Cameron Fleming. Well, thank you so much, Ralph. Have a nice day. Enjoy your games, of course. And we want to thank you. Well, you do such a great job for us. You really do. I'm trying to kiss up a little bit, so maybe next week you'll vote for me. But that's okay. Brian No, Andy Furman, and we all welcome everybody to the Fox Sports Radio studios. We're brought to you by GEICO. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with GEICO. Go to GEICO.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easy. And, of course, the Sheik is up. So let's go to the Fox Sports Celebrity Hotline, the Sheik known as Alex Marvet from Fox Sports Radio, the NFL Insider, and, of course, with the Sporting News. Hello, Sheik. How are you? Gentlemen, I am doing just fine this morning. And significant news about that Jason Witten contract restructure. He's not doing that if he's retiring and headed to an announcing job. So we're going to get Jason Witten for one more season on the field. Then we'll see where life takes him. But big boost for the Cowboys. By the way, with the signing of Alan Hearns, and this guy did not come cheap to the Dallas Cowboys, I'm thinking maybe just maybe Des Bryant, if he doesn't accept a restructure type of contract, maybe on his way out of Dallas at some point sooner than later. You know, really, you know, and it's an, it's an unfortunate thing for Dez because as the offseason has gone on, opportunities continue to dwindle. But with the type of base salary that he's earning at $12.5 million and the fact that he isn't playing like a number one wide receiver anymore, maybe just maybe the Cowboys say, if you don't accept this new deal, we're going to move on from you. Well, Sheik, Alex you Marvez. About, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, go, go ahead. ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Oh, you got it, Andy? Go for it. Yeah, I got it. Uh, Sheik, you talk about people moving out. I want to talk about people moving in, in particular, Johnny Manziel. He went 36 for 38 in a pro workout the other day. And I'm asking, would he get another chance? But then he opens his mouth defending Colin Kaepernick, which I don't think is going to do him any good. So I well, think that maybe, maybe, you know? Maybe, maybe. I mean, listen, the, the thing first, number one, people did not attend this workout to watch Johnny Manziel specifically. They attended this workout so they could attend the San Diego State Pro Day. That, that's really what it came down to. And Johnny Manziel was throwing there, and George Whitfield, his quarterback coach, has a little bit of pull. So you get the guy in there. 13 NFL teams have scouts that are there. But did you hear of any big names that? that were among the people scouting Johnny Manziel, any head coaches, any general managers? No. You know, I think, listen, I think Johnny Manziel, if he continues to remain sober and he looks good in this upcoming spring league, and when I say good, you know, make some decent plays. Because remember, Johnny Manziel as a football player wasn't all that in a bag of donuts either when he was playing for the Cleveland Browns. Now, was that because of his off-field issues or was it because the guy's too small? Can he not learn a pro-style offense? All of those things. But, I mean, listen, I don't say the door is closed on Johnny Manziel and good for him to try to get back in the league, but 
you know, I still feel that he made a huge mistake not signing with the Canadian Football League because this with the Hamilton Ticats were ready to make a significant investment in him, make him their starting quarterback, and get him on the field. You know, nothing nothing is like practice reps for real, right? Nothing is like playing in a game. You just can't simulate these types of things. And if Johnny Manziel signs anywhere, Andy and Bryant, I mean, look, he's going to be like a third-string quarterback at best. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Those types of snaps just simply aren't there for someone like him. Plus, you bring in the circus in your building, all the media and things like this. And who's to say that Johnny Manziel can resist the trappings of NFL stardom if he does make it back in the league? So still a long way to go for Johnny. But listen, a lot better off than he was at this time last year, cracked out at some party somewhere. Jeez. I mean, really, right? I mean, that's, that's what we're talking about. The guy was a junkie. I mean, what? Nice. What? I have no. I have no real sympathy for this guy. He was an absolute mess off the field. He cost people their jobs. He lied to your face. He said he was serious about football. Think about how he screwed over his teammates with the Browns by not taking the game seriously. I mean, I, I don't really have this, this incredible soft spot in my heart for this great Johnny Manziel comeback story. Let's wait and see how legitimately changed he is, and then, and then we'll roll from there. I hear you. Just cracked out at some party. Just kind of landed you know what i'm saying like you stuck the landing on that one it raised an eyebrow uh, i want to talk to you about the quarterbacks uh alex you yeah. look at the top five picks denver is sitting there at number five overall and i think if they want one of the top three guys i think they're gonna have to move up to get them because i think quarterbacks are gonna go three out of the first four picks is that how you see the top of the draft shaking out well i ask you this oh, actually i don't but i ask you this who are your top three <laughs> I mean, when well, you say top, top three, three, are you are you not including Baker Mayfield or what? What's no, no, not in my top three. I think interesting. Just the consensus top three. I look at that where typically it's in no certain certain order. It's Sam Darnold, it's Josh Rosen, and it's Josh Allen. That's typically the top three that you see. Okay, I hear where you're coming from. Some people, I, I call it a class of four, and that's the, the people in the NFL I've been talking to also consider Mayfield as someone that you may roll the dice on sooner than mm-hmm. later simply because there's so much. You know, look, he'd be a great pick like at 10 or 11, right? If you're the Miami Dolphins, you're spending all this time with Baker Mayfield. They have a pre-draft dinner set up with him. He's coming to their facility to visit. They've already spent a lot of time with him, but he may not be around at number 11. You know, you look at the Buffalo Bills. I mean, you know, you don't trade up from 21 to 12 and not get get a quarterback. So right. what's their next move to try to jump up? The way I look at this draft right now, Cleveland at one, I'm figuring they take Sam Darnold at number two. You have the New York Giants taking Bradley Chubb because I really believe that they think, you know, with the trade of Jason Pierre-Paul, that this is their elite pass rusher and they'll worry about quarterback down the road, maybe take one in the second round, maybe even trade back into the first round if they fall in love with Mason Rudolph or, or you know, even Lamar Jackson. I mean, someone who they think that they can develop as a quarterback down the road. Number three, then we get to, to to um, the Jets, and I would put them with Josh Allen, and then things get really tricky with mm. Cleveland at four. Do you look at Minka Fitzpatrick, someone who would allow you as a free safety and slot corner to be able to move Jabril Peppers down into a strong safety spot where he's really best suited? Would you go that direction? Would you potentially go Denzel Ward, who's been you know really just drawing tons of raves at the cornerback position? Or what about that Saquon Barkley guy who would be sliding at this point? Where does he go in all of this? And by the way, would you just ditch all of that and trade out? 
of number four. Trade out. And, trade, and, right. Absolutely and that's, trade out. And, and that's yeah. where, you know, Denver. See, it's interesting because, yes. you know, I'm just here on the street. John Elway, UCLA quarterbacks, he's just not into it. Maybe it's the anger that he has against Tommy Maddox when he was drafted <laughs> to try to replace him with the Broncos back in the early 90s. I, I'm legit uh-huh. here. I mean, I'm serious. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm just curious as to where Elway feels about Josh Rosen and, you know, because they've spent so much time with Baker Mayfield. I mean, they sent seven people to the Oklahoma Pro Day, you know, so they could all go out to dinner with Baker Mayfield. But think about this. They already spent all this time with him at the Reese's Senior Bowl. They had an entire week with him, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. What are you going to learn at that dinner that you didn't know before? So is Doth trying too much here to try to go ahead and create a smokescreen so you take another player? It still is very fascinating to me, this entire draft, and who's going where. You know, uh, Alex Marvez, it's interesting. A name you mentioned that Brian and I tossed around and really not getting much pub, Mason Rudolph, who had one hell of a career at Oklahoma State. What are the scouts saying about Mason Rudolph? Well, you know, he had a little bit of a tough time coming into the offseason because he was nursing a foot injury. It prevented him from, you know, participating at the Reese's Senior Bowl. He's fallen by the wayside a little bit. Some of it is, is quite frankly, the offense that he played at at Oklahoma State. It, it's, you know, one of these, uh, I don't know, spread offenses, I guess you could put it. I was going to say fun and gun and date myself from Florida in the early 90s. But the point is that it's not that complex an offense. Listen, they, they dig these kids all the time, right? You know, initially he was looked at as probably a first-round type, late first-round type of prospect. He still may, may very well be. You may start to hear that momentum coming up in a bit, you know, following the pro day, et cetera. But my feeling is that at this point, he's probably looking at a second-round grade. The real wild card in all this, Lamar Jackson of Louisville. And is the team going to be ready to take him? And, and you know, listen, it, it's not just, from what I understand, it's not just, you know, his ability to transfer the NFL. And is he big enough to do it? Because he played in the pro-style offense at Louisville. Believe it or not, the young man has a hard time being understood in the huddle sometimes. And, and this isn't something that is being told to me by people who are, you know, trying to knock him down so they can draft him. Apparently, you know, he's good in interviews, but when it comes to spitting out the plays, he needs a little bit of work on that. So really? he's considered a little. Yeah, it, it's it's interesting, but you got to be able to communicate. There's a player named Travis Lule. Uh, he's a quarterback up in. Uh, or no, it wasn't Travis Lule, but there was another uh, Brit- uh, BC Lions quarterback uh, who'd been there like forever, and this guy had a stuttering problem. So every time he talked, it would take a little bit longer for the play to come out. Those things do matter. When it wow. comes to an evaluation. So just something that I've been hearing about Lamar Jackson. But look, I think the young man will go relatively early. If he's not drafted on the first day, I would think very early in the second round. Quickly, though, Real- if he stutters, how does he go? Hey, 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 quit stealing <laughs> all the questions. It's my turn, Andy. You but go it's a over question in your he corner. Yeah, but- whatever. Wait, if I he's stuttering, how does he do the hot, hot, hot? Well, maybe that's what they go on every time. That's messed up. Um, Alex, um, if you look at the Jets at three and the potential of the Giants trading down, right? Or you look at the Broncos at number five and the possibility of them getting leapfrogged by the Bills or a team like that, which you mentioned. Is there a quarterback that if you're one of those fan fans from that fan base, Jets, Broncos, is there a quarterback there that you would be ticked off about if another team leapfrogged you for that guy? Well, I mean, it just depends what's beauties in the eye of the beholder, right? If Denver really loves Baker Mayfield and someone jumps ahead of them to get Mayfield, then they're then they're upset, right? And, and you know, if it's if that's how I have just to look. Just in terms at of it. you, just in terms of you. Oh, I, I don't a, know, man. I mean, look, I'll be, I mean, Brian, I'm not going to try to pretend I know what I don't know, so to speak. You know what I mean? Like, like, look, we we only know what we saw on the college football field. We don't know what the kid's attitude is like, what his upside is as far as the NFL goes. I mean, it's all a projection, right? I mean, we hear Josh Allen; he's telling me how oh. I, 
I fixed my feet, so everything's fixed as far as my 57% completion percentage. Well, that sounds great. But when the game actually happens, are your feet going to be pointing in the right direction? Is your accuracy going to improve? It rarely does with quarterbacks coming out of college. So it's, you know, as far as a personal opinion, to be honest, I don't really offer one because these teams do so much more work on these kids than I do. But if you you're a fan, more, you know, it's one. about you as a fan. You got, you know, I, I haven't been a fan of much in a long time, Brian. I just, didn't, <laughs> I mean, look, it's just listen. If a team, here's what here's where fans will be upset. If you're a Buffalo Bills fan and they they don't come out of this draft with a first round quarterback, then you're saying, okay, we're stuck with AJ McCarron. You know what? What's that? You know, guys had three starts. Hasn't started in two years. Yeah, you're upset there. If you're the Broncos, how good are you feeling about Case Keenum and Paxton Lynch going into the season? Probably not, right? And if you're the Jets, at least you're guaranteed somebody now. That's why they gave away the farm and traded three second-round picks to move up in the draft, because they knew that, listen, McCagnan and Bowles, they're not going to survive unless they have something at the quarterback spot, thus the move that they made. So, yeah, I think that's where you look at it, um, you know, in that regard. Fans that have a quarterback need are going to be curious if their team doesn't fill it. Go ahead, Brian. One more. I want to make you happy. One I'm more. done. It's all you, man. Really? Okay, one, one quickie. What's going on with, with Vontez Berfic? Because now he's going to be suspended again for four games for violating the substance abuse policy. Do you cut ties with the guy already? What's going oh on? Oh, my gosh. I think they're going to wait for the appeal, see what happens, and, and they'll go from there. Because what, what he's trying to do is, essentially, from what I understand, is shift this with an Adderall-type excuse. That basically, it was Adderall used as a substance abuse type of drug, right? Because it wasn't prescribed to him rather than a PED type of drug because as we know with Major League Baseball and such that Adderall was used by pitchers to be able to you know concentrate better focus in so to speak if you watch The Simpsons and you know that type of thing so uh, <laughs> so, so sorry, I'm dealing with a bad call so the thing is with, the, with the Adderall I mean you saw Orlando Scandrick use his defense as well with the Dallas Cowboys back in the day when he had a test for Adderall and wasn't given a prescription so if Perfect is able to shift it into the substance abuse program, then maybe he can avoid this four-game suspension. That's the way that they're looking at it. I think Cincinnati's willing to let it play out, but look, I mean, at, at some point, they're the Bengals, Andy. You've seen this unfold in front of you now for more than two decades. So have I. And it's still the same. It doesn't really change. They deal with players that have character issues that you just have to wonder when it's crunch time. Are they going to make the right decisions, both on and off the field? And so many times that answer is no. It doesn't look like it's going to change after this offseason. You signed Bobby Hart, who the Giants couldn't get rid of fast enough after he, he was poisoning the outlook of Eric Flowers in their locker room, trying to tell the kid not to play down the stretch at the end of the season because they were going to change coaches anyway. Uh, you know, you have also Chris Baker, the guy who was caught laughing on the sideline after jumping off sides and costing the Buccaneers a game against the Carolina Panthers, someone who was despised in the Tampa Bay locker room. Of course, he finds a home in Cincinnati, and they're not even discounting the possibility of resigning Adam Jones. So it's the same old, same old in Cincinnati. And as Nick Saban once told me, if you keep doing the same thing, you get the same results guaranteed. There you go. I tell you what, our results with you are always super, and we do the same thing every week. So we love you. Have a great day. We'll see you next week. Alex Marvez. Thank you, gentlemen. Brian No, Andy Furman, live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. He's back, and he's ready to cash in. We got nose picks coming up next. Nose picks coming right up. Brian No, Andy Furman. We're brought to you by Granger. The products and services you need when you need them. Granger's got your back to help keep your facility running. Granger, for the ones who get it done, Michael Harmon, Dan Beyer, at the top of the hour in about eight minutes from now. That's 9 o'clock Eastern time on many of these same Fox Sports Radio affiliates. But now, he's back with his picks. Nose picks coming up. Are you ready for it? 
Sparky, here's the deal. Are you in desperate need of gambling insight? Do not fear, for Brian No is here. And now the time has come for Nose Picks. All right, Andy Furman. Got a trio of picks for you here real quickly. Elite 8 action. Texas Tech plus six and a half. Dogs are barking. (laughs) Kansas plus three. I get a one seed that's plus three against Duke. Dogs are barking, my friend. I'm going with both dogs today. Tech and Kansas, and I'm taking the under in the Warriors Jazz matchup. It's 203. I think it's going to be a grinder today with pretty much anybody who's a star player out for the Warriors. So give me the under in that one. Then before we get out of here, Andy, yes, I gotta get yes. uh I gotta I gotta go my own way here real fast. So Do it. it annoys me that people are talking about Steph Curry coming back too early it's like someone fell into his leg all right (laughs) it's not like he rushed back and that's why he's injured the other thing is listen to this sound my uncle doug is letting me borrow his crown vic because i got into a car accident and haven't gotten a new car what is this sound (laughs) what is that is that a belt what's going on air conditioner something's Uh, wrong man i gotta get it checked out see you next week At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride-or-die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hey, guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. What's up, y'all? Janice Torres here. And I'm Austin Hankwitz. We're the hosts of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories, a podcast presented by iHeartRadio's Ruby Studios and Intuit QuickBooks. Join us as we speak with small business owners about the tools they use to turn their ideas into success. From finding that initial spark of entrepreneurship to organizing payments and invoices, we've got you covered. So follow and listen to Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts.